Yeah, yes. you just get it out of the air. The energy's around you, man. It's around you. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's Thursday, January 3rd, 2013. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 475. This is No Agenda. Wrapping up the Red Book entries in the lowlands of Gitmo Nation. Day 28, living in exile in Amsterdam. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it remains cold and chilly, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn and Buzzkill in the morning. And may I be the first to wish you a very happy National Stocking Awareness Month. <laughs> I didn't know I needed to wear stockings. <laughs> by presidential proclamation. Um, and that also includes, by the way, cyber stalking. It is, uh, oh, stalking. I thought you meant stockings. No. National How, Stalking it? Awareness Month. Now, that's one of those bogus things they just threw in. <laughs> it's not bogus. It was signed by Autopen. It's real. The deal is is complete. I've seen these things. We've, we've watched the C-SPAN. We know what's going yeah. on. So, um, Happy oh, New we, Year. Wait, 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 wait. We, we do have a Happy New Year thing. What do you mean? And I want. I think we should at least play one clip right off the bat. The oh. New Year's, uh, New York, New Year celebration thing, uh, showing you that what happens. You get a guy in there forever, four or five uh, terms. He becomes a, he becomes Mussolini, and you get this kind of a report. More than one million people from all over the world crammed into several blocks around Times Square. Three hours before the ball dropped, there were so many people you couldn't get close enough to see it. And this year, there were no food vendors or public toilets. <laughs> Poop on the floor, slave. <laughs> Hold on a second. The people say I sound like crap. Hold on a second. Do I sound like sound crap? Good. To you? Yes, I sound good. Sound good to me. Yeah. All right. Uh, wow. How come no public toilets? I mean, how hard is it to throw a couple of porta potties down? What's the problem with that? Oh, because it'd obviously be filled with a giant bomb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Oh yes, of course. I'm sorry. The giant poop bomb. <laughs> yeah, that is crap. Well, happy New Year, John. Let me just say. Uh, we are here now in 2013 as we enter our sixth year. Is it six years already? Is that, is that our? Is this what we're doing? Our heading sixth year? to six heading. and uh, heading to show 500 in about 24 episodes. Wow! I uh, I have to say, uh, well, first of all, let me ask you how your celebration was, and I'd like to say something about mine. Okay. Well, you probably had more fun than I did because Europeans uh, have, you know. Well, I, well actually, we had. Uh, uh, we didn't do anything special. We watched the fireworks as uh, we we can do off the porch. Yeah, because uh, it overlooks San Francisco, so we watched it. It was actually quite a good display. Now, people do uh, not uh, ex uh, explode their own fireworks on New Year's Eve in the United States, correct? No, it depends on the state. Oh, okay. Some states it's legal. <clears throat> How about California? California? No, no. no. Generally okay. speaking, in fact, this year they cracked down on what's normally done, especially in East Oakland and Richmond, uh -huh. where people take their forty fives <laughs> and they go outside and take about six rounds. Oh, I know. I miss home. I miss home so boom, much. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> just like just like Iraq, Iraq. Um, I miss. You know, I miss Saddam the, used to do that. I miss bopping off a couple rounds of the of the judge. <laughs> would have been nice ooh, ooh. I miss I miss my judge yeah well yeah well um let me uh so we in, had some champagne you know the same same old same old it wasn't yeah. anything special okay well here you can't go out anyway they got the million patrols are trying to bust everybody All this right. country has become a bunch of duds <laughs> duds wait a minute you insulted uh, uh, the Americans on the last episode by saying 
it'll be hard pressed to find an American who can find Europe on the map. This this went viral, by the way. This uh, this quote of yours. And what was this new one? This country is filled with a bunch of duds. Let me just make sure we get the quote properly. That's <laughs> at the real Dvorak, everybody. A bunch of duds. Well, here in Gitmo Nation Lowlands, um, where everyone has. Um, Apparently, the equivalent of what the, the Free Syrian Army has in uh, uh, in explosives, it was it was quite annoying. Uh, I'm not a big uh, fireworks fan. I, I like looking at a fireworks display, but I'm not really big into the the, the loud explosions. It just freaked me out. It's just like oh, I don't need this. Um, but what's what is very interesting is here in the lowlands, and I believe it's many countries in Europe, but it was very interesting to watch it specifically here. They have the big year-end lotteries and this is what everything is centered around the year-end lottery and now we have the state lottery uh, and they uh, the, the, uh, they both may have um, involvement with uh, with government the state lottery obviously uh, does but they really pay for most of the entertainment on television and they have these really big bombastic shows and uh, if you, you it's it's so interesting you could even buy a fifth of a ticket so a full ticket is 30 euros, and you can buy a half a ticket, a quarter of a ticket, or a fifth of a ticket. And then, of course, you would share with, uh, with the other uh, co-owners of the ticket. But the lottery I wanted to discuss with you briefly, and have a really, really big event on New Year's Day, is the postcode lottery, uh, known as the, which would translate to the zip code lottery. John, I have no idea why this is not going on in America. This is the, the this is a Curry Dvorak. It has us written all over it. We need to start this lottery. And let me explain how it works. You um, play via automatic um, uh, bank payment. So every single uh, month, <laughs> I love this part already. Every single month, um, you know, you can and you can choose. You have one one lottery ticket. You know, two. I think as many as you want, essentially. And the drawing is done on zip code. So what happens is, so let's say I'm here in a zip code uh, 1017DM, and that's an entire street. Um, and so they pull the zip code, and then the, uh, the, the celebrities who are part of these big television shows, it goes on for days, the whole wind-up for this thing. They then come to your home with these huge envelopes, and, uh, and they say, oh, you know, you're in the zip code, so that means you win. How many tickets do you have? That determines the uh, prize amount. And, uh, and also how many Kanyerpunte, uh, which is kind of like awesome dude points, uh, for the length of time you've been playing, and then you, um, you get a, a large cash prize. And it's, um, uh, the entire prize is divided up in the neighborhood. So they divide essentially 20 million euros into the amount of winners in the street uh, whose zip code was chosen. Now here's what I love about this, because invariably... You see on television, you see these poor people who like win a million euros or two million euros or even you know four hundred thousand euros, and uh, and then they, you you look at the other people in the street who have their their uh, curtains drawn because they didn't play, they didn't have uh, <laughs> they didn't have any tickets. Peer pressure. <laughs> the peer pressure is outstanding. It's outstanding. And then they Can get we all... go visit this person as a loser who didn't play. <laughs> And that, you know, you can just see people are like committing suicide. Can you imagine being in the street 
where the big prize fell, and then you didn't buy any tickets. Worse, you didn't have any super awesome bonus points, so you got a lousy 200000 where your neighbor got $2 million. Even then, you'll feel like a loser, even though you really won. It is the... It's the most unbelievable peer pressure Gitmo Nation thing I've ever seen. And the way these celebrities go around to all these people's homes and they have the big checks, they pull out of the envelopes. And it's sad, literally. I mean, and, you know, so the whole New Year's consists of slaves who have won money and now they're heroes. It's it's great. They're heroes for letting this lottery take money from their bank account every month for God knows how long. And, and But because they were smart enough to play, they're national heroes. And we have Holland's new millionaires. Let's see how the new millionaires are doing. It is, John, why is this not being done in the United States? This peer pressure is a great system. Oh, I'm sure it's being considered. <laughs> we need to be in on it. Because the amount of entertainment shows that are put together that are sponsored by this zip code lottery is, I mean, this, everything is, is I don't financed know how from it's it. possible to be in on it because... Uh, in this country, illegal lotteries are uh, well. It's, it don't have doesn't have to or be. what they are, which is illegal. But why should it be illegal? It can just it can be a legal lottery. We have Powerball, don't we? That's a legal lottery based on legislation, right? So we that's what I'm saying. We need a new lottery based on legislation that works. And think about it. this could save the postal system. Postal system doesn't need saving. <laughs> just play with me now. I'm glad you like this sort of scam. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. I just sit there just watching like, ah. Oh. So I got uh, all my clips today, by the way, I want to mention. I picked up off of the uh, – somebody has a German, I think it's in Berlin, satellite dish, C-band. Oh. Sling box. Ah. So I was watching what I could. Uh, now there's a bunch of crazy. I don't know if you, we should maybe introduce some people to the idea of what's on German television in general. Not to mention what's on the satellite dishes. But let me give you. A, maybe you can explain it to him. I have a little. I have a little piece of German programming. Yeah. Which I which I have in as an Ask Adam item. And why don't you maybe first guess what this might be? Okay. Now you know that I. I it is possible that I will be able to understand the German. Oh, yeah. No, here. I'm sure you can understand it. Maybe, There's not maybe, much to it. Maybe, I, mean, I can maybe, understand maybe. this German. Oh, okay. is essentially a number. Coming with the guy to Fützig Fichte in Arschloch. Is it something like that? Yeah, well, why don't you play it? Vom Handy. Hemmungslose Frauen ab 40 besorgen es dir. 22404. Oh, ich bin bereit. 22200. Nur vom Handy. 22088. Hier wird's mit dem Mund gemacht. I'm so happy GX2 is making a living in Germany. That's fantastic for him. So, <laughs> yes, so, uh, I know what this is. <laughs> yeah, why don't you explain it? Because I don't think when Americans first go to Germany and they flip on the TV, they run into these these channels. And on the satellite dish, I swear to God, there must be 50 of them. Yeah, this is it, it goes on all over Europe. Uh, I don't think it's just Germany. We have it. In no, the it's, it is all over. But Germany really has a lot of it. Right. So after hours, when uh, when uh, you know it, it's not cost effective to put in expensive lottery sponsored programming, um, <laughs> then you basically have a bunch of girls who will be and and it typically is live. They're sitting uh, in a room with a bunch of pillows and they're scantily clad, and uh, they'll be on the phone and uh, essentially they are talking to. 
people who are calling that number, that 999 whatever she said number, um, uh, and then, uh, then of course you can go private with her. It's it's kind of like a, it's like a web kind of like a webcam sex thing, only a little different. Now the funny thing is about about this to me is occasionally because I'm unfortunately there's no uh, real guide uh, to this dish and it's got <laughs> like two thousand channels so I'm punching you know I've been spending hours going down channel okay, <laughs> wait a minute like wait a minute this is what you spent New Year's Day doing isn't it <laughs> I spent a lot of time on this thing I, <laughs> wait a minute, I only found two <laughs> worthwhile channels Sky News which is actually quite is much better than BBC I don't have I don't have this uh, who's whose slingbox did you get no one sent me this uh, this login to the German uh, slingbox. I uh, I found a Slingbox sharing website. Oh, oh homework. Apparently, like this, this, is, this is, there's a huge underground of this. and I Okay. Because nobody got me a New York Slingbox. All right, 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 yeah, yeah. Don't, don't complain. I can gripe and gripe, but never right. mind. So what is your so anyway, question? So, What's your question? No, it's not a question. I'm saying I'm watch, going through this, and then there's the occasional channel with, I swear to God, it's a 50, 60-year-old woman. <laughs> Have you seen this? I don't know what you're going to say, but I like it already. <laughs> She's a 50, 60-year-old horrible-looking woman, mm -hmm. naked, with, with <laughs> rolls of fat. Seriously. And she is offering her you know, to, to bad boys or something. It's some crazy thing. I couldn't quite pick up what she was angling for. But there was a number of these sites, and it was literally... You know, it was not pleasant. Let's put it that way. As you go, whoa, and you get you get hit the <laughs> channel button as fast as you can, trying to get the satellite thing to change channels. Sure, John. Welcome to Europe. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, oh, quick, change it, change it. Oh, honey, I can't get it to change. It won't switch. I don't oh, know. I don't know please. what's going on. What's happening? Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. So that sounds like you had a, a good time there. That's right. And by the way, hello, hell froze over. New Year's Day, you showed up on Google Plus. Yeah, I did. So I start the New Year off right. Yeah, these guys are grousing so much. <laughs> he's Dvorak. He's never going to show up. He's a jerk. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's, that's about it. I uh, I mentioned in the um, uh, in the uh, in the intro there that uh, we're going to wrap up a couple of Red Book uh, predictions. Uh, you did bring the Red Book for today's program. I I, I, I have it right here. Yeah. So let me uh, let me talk about let me take this in sequence here for a moment. Um, I I caught a couple of things from the U.S. I tried to you know I tried to soak up as much culture here as possible, obviously, um, and people seem to be liking that uh, this this change on the show, uh, which uh, I tell you my experience is a lot less likable. Uh, this has now been a month, twenty eight days in exile, full month, dual rent, cold. Uh, it's yeah. What do you mean? What are you laughing about? Yeah, it's not that funny. The other place too. It's not that funny. You know, we're about to get kicked out. Um, and you're about to get kicked out. I mean, this is hilarious. <laughs> no, it's not hilarious. Anything but hilarious. We're about to get kicked out of here, and we're about to get kicked out in Austin because you know we had only have the the lease until February fifteenth, and uh, yeah, nightmare. Okay, so um, uh, but I saw I caught a little bit of the year end retrospective of from CBS News. And you know these year-end things. Yeah, I and know. I was actually thinking of getting. You wanted. You wanted to do. I. I got. This was the. You, I thing. didn't do one. Okay. I, I, I didn't yours. do one. I didn't do one either. But I wanted to play for you the piece of CBS News's year-end retrospective of Benghazi. 
Now, we all remember what happened in Benghazi. Would you like to give me a, just a, 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 if you were to produce this, John, what would you put in there in, in the Benghazi? Well, I, I, I mean, you have to have the, the regular canon that the, the public expects, which is that it was, you know, an attack of some sort when, in fact, we uh, are, and all the evidence tends to point to a, a failed kidnapping attempt as an October surprise to benefit the Obama campaign uh, that failed, which is which is why Hillary uh, was very upset at the time you could see it visibly and why she, she's not going to ever uh, testify before Congress about this episode. So that's a, the background. Right. As far as, right. I, I don't know well, what well, you're fired. <laughs> that's even that, even that is way too much. And in Benghazi, Libya, an armed attack killed us ambassador, Chris Stevens and three other Americans. Four State Department officials eventually resigned over the incident. And there you go. That's it. <laughs> Simple and easy. I'm like, wow. And what happened to all those 20 people that they, they ferreted <laughs> off into Germany, Germany. and Germany? Yeah, and, and the fact that those four people didn't resign. They just resigned one piece of their job, and they took other gigs, and, yeah, and they the whole thing's bull crap. And, of course, um, we now have hiding Hillary. Hide and go seek Hillary Clinton. And uh, by the way... What, no, would you yeah. let Would you let me just go just flow through this yeah. before you do it? By the way, because I'm afraid you're going to like ruin step my whole on your bit. Yeah, okay. Step on my bit, exactly. Go on. All right, I'll, I'll I'll wrap this up real quick. So, of course, you're not allowed to um, uh, come up with any uh, conspiracies about uh, Herr Hillary because you know that's crazy. It's just crazy talk. Now, of course, uh, on the last episode. Um, I brought up a, a, a pretty much a clear piece of disinfo that is out there uh, about this uh, accident that Hillary uh, may have had and that that related to uh, a SEAL team member who had uh, supposedly committed suicide. And I already said, you know, this is very shaky uh, uh, source that this is coming from. And now you kind of see it all over, and it looks like it came from Sorsha Fall, which is, you know, just bullcrap, just total bullcrap. Our theory has always been very, very simple. Uh, but first, let me uh, let me play a piece of uh, Representative Israel, uh, who uh, will just tell you how how insane you are to think that you know that Hillary might be faking this, or there might be something else going on. Uh, in fact, she, uh, the Representative Israel, could actually be on uh, on uh, this week in uh, Twit, uh, this uh, this week in Tech with Leo, Lloyd facing direct questions on Benghazi. What's your thought? Well, look, that's what's wrong with Washington. Uh, you know, the people who invent uh, conspiracies behind every cloud. These are the same people who said that the moon landing was staged in a Hollywood set. There you go. So I'm crazy. <laughs> the same people, the same people who said the moon landing was staged on a Hollywood set, are saying that Hillary has ulterior motives. But um, we found the smoking gun. I have it here for you. I've got a smoking gun. Uh, our theory, of course, uh, at least one of the theories, is that uh, Hillary um, is uh, on deck for a complete makeover, a, a facelift, uh, the, the whole nine, because, of course, she has to uh, rest up, get ready. You know, she's going to be running in a couple of years, and she's got a lot of uh, work to do. And if you've seen any recent pictures um, and you know how many women feel about their appearance, then you probably would agree with that. Here is smoking gun proof 
that she is indeed doing just that. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was released today from a New York hospital where she was being treated for a blood clot in her head. The secretary left in a motorcade with former President Bill Clinton and their daughter Chelsea. Margaret Brennan is at New York Presbyterian Hospital. Margaret? Anthony, Secretary Clinton was just discharged from the hospital. Her car pulled away just moments ago, and her spokesperson released this statement saying her medical team advised her that she is making good progress on all fronts, and they are confident that she will make a full recovery. Now, earlier today, Secretary Clinton made her first public appearance in three weeks as she walked out of the Harkness Eye Institute and into a secure van. Okay, let's stop right there. And let's take a look at the Edward Harkness Eye Institute, which you will be able to find, John, at ColumbiaEye.org. And uh, while you look that up, I will tell you that the things they do here is laser vision correction and eye plastic and reconstructive surgery. And if you look at all the photographs, oh yeah, she comes out well, with be- the with the huge sunglasses on, the huge, Jackie O right. sunglasses. Exact. By the way, by the way, <laughs> yeah, this is exactly. If I, I would go back, I was thinking about going back and pulling a clip from our own show saying that when you first see her, she's going to have huge sunglasses and a big scarf around In her. In fact, right? I think you said that. You said that. Yeah, I that. did. You because did. That's, what you, that's what you do. That's you what wear you these. <laughs> these are not normal sunglasses. And why are you wearing them at all? But these you, are huge sunglasses <laughs> to cover up two black eyes. And, and, and notice that Bill and uh, Chelsea and the Secret Service guys, not even the Secret Service guys are wearing sunglasses. And they always wear sunglasses. She did not have the scarf over the head yet because that work hasn't started yet. It's very obvious. That work just has not started. She just had her eyes done. Yeah. (laughs) Let's finish the report. Along with a smiling Bill and Chelsea Clinton and accompanied by security detail. Now, there are private doors here at the hospital she could have used to avoid those cameras, but she chose to walk out smiling into the cold New York air. And the State Department does say that Secretary Clinton has been very active by phone and in communication with her staff. And I'd like to point out she was also not in a wheelchair. You know, someone who has a blood clot and all this stuff going on, you know, typically you... But what is she doing in the Eye Institute? Only one thing. They don't do anything. No one ever said, oh, she has a vision problem. I didn't hear any of that. It's not behind her eye. It's uh, the blood clot apparently is somewhere around her ear. No, no, no. This is... Yeah. She's going to look dynamite. I, well, it's going to take a while. Yeah, it's going to take another eight weeks for sure. Uh, but she apparently the procedure hasn't been done yet. She's just done. She's doing it a piecemeal, so she's got the uh, the eye job first. So uh, I call this smoking proof. What do you say? Uh, I'm I'm all in. <laughs> Good. I mean, when I saw the sunglasses, I saw that picture. <laughs> I said, "Oh, brother, okay, well, this is the giveaway." But then she had all that stuff she had thing wrapped around her neck too. Yeah. But it's obviously she hasn't had her jowls worked on yet, no. so she hasn't had the face no, no, part no. of it. No, done. no, 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 no. No, that no, would no. take it too long to heal. Yeah. So that this will happen in the off season. But you see, this so is what ha- this is very important. She's shown that she's alive, so that that's what she did. That's very important that she showed that you know at least she's not dead. You know, here's what I let me give you another off the wall thing. I think that this is just a coincidence that she couldn't do the Benghazi. I think this was scheduled. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like oh like, no, now but, they're going to think I'm trying to avoid the Benghazi. Thing. I'm just trying to get in with the right doctor. <laughs> 
It's like, look, I don't care Benghazi Schmengazi, all right? I'm going to go see that doctor. He, I it's very hard to get a spot open up on Dr. Lewenthal's schedule. This is just not going to happen. <laughs> oh, well, um, in the morning and Happy New Year to you, John C. Dvorak. Well, in the morning and Happy New Year to you, Adam Curry. Also, in the morning and Happy New Year to all the ships that see boots on the ground, feet in the water, subs in the water, feet in the air, and the, all the dames and knights out there who uh, support the show so uh, assiduously. Yes, and not, and also our uh, our barons, our baronesses. Uh, we have uh, our black knights uh, and black dames, of course. Thank you, and our artists. Uh, who always are supporting the program through their excellent contribution. You can find it at noagendaartgenerator.com. Uh, thank you, Nick the Rat, for the uh, previous episode's art. Uh, always good to see another uh, Nick the Rack. Uh, Nick the Rack. <laughs> Knit the Rack. <laughs> good to see another Nick the Rat uh, piece up there. And uh, in the morning to you there in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Uh, the human resources there, depleting their $9.1 million value, uh, just goofing off. Thank you so much. Actually, they did some good work for me uh, earlier today. Uh, I, I couldn't get to an audio thing, and I, th I just threw a URL into the chat room, and like hungry wolves, they dove on it, and they uh, and back came what I needed. It was, it was kind of nice. And also... Yeah, that's um, what chat rooms are good for. Thank you, Joe, who uh, did a little PR campaign. He says... Uh, I donated, he said, here's an idea. I donated to the VLC Kickstarter. I guess VLC are doing a Windows 8 version or something. Uh, as part of the Kickstarter, they offered me a credit for being one of the backers. Since I don't care that much about such a thing, I asked them that the show get my credit. Just trying to hit some people in the mouth. So uh, uh, that is, and there it says, noagendashow.com, no agenda, best podcast in the universe. I think that's a very good idea. If you're going to you know, any, contribute anywhere. Uh, you can always contribute in uh, in name uh, of the show. Yep, I think that's a, a very good. It's actually a very good idea. And um, other ways to contribute are by uh, calling C-SPAN. <laughs> yeah, uh, no you, one. I've been listening. No you know, listen no one does calls. that. No one does that. Uh, no, I'm I'm Bill in uh, <laughs> so in uh, Fort Worth, and I'm uh, calling as an independent. And I think that everything is that is bull crap what they're doing in the Congress. Do you have a question, sir? Uh, well, yeah, I have a question. Uh, you know, these guys have been screwing around. Anyway, goes on. But at that point, see, you could even you could do it. Do you have a question, sir? Yes. What is the best podcast in the universe? I'll give you a choice. <laughs> Noagendashow.com. No agenda. That's how you do it. No one ever does that. It's it, Think about how legendary that would be. It's so easy. I think what happens is... You know, people think that, you know, C-SPAN is probably detrimental to your health. You're probably just watching like, uh, uh it's painful. And I was watching, um, in the middle of the night, I was watching the, the fiscal cliff thing, votey thingamajig, uh, on the streaming website. That's, yeah. how, that's how bad it is. I was actually watching that at 3 in the morning. It, at, you know, it was like one thirty, and like, oh, okay, they're going to do a vote. And it was like, we'll do it in the 9 o'clock hour. I'm like, oh. No, that's 3 a.m. No. And apparently there wasn't a midnight deadline or anything. So, so as long as the thing was underway during the so – the, so they, they did most of the, – they got rid of that, that – Well, John, that let's, 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 just, let's just be honest. God's sake. Let's just be honest. It's bullshit. It, well, it's apparently. The whole, the whole like, oh, it has to be done by midnight. Ah! We're all going to die. It's total bullcrap. 
What they did was bullcrap, too. In fact, what's funny about listening to these, uh, both the uh, Sky News and the uh, Van Cat, which has a 24-hour news station uh, in Europe, yeah. so you can watch news all – I mean, it's not like the, 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 the carefully chosen feeds we get. Right. You get all kinds of weird uh, – uh, usages that they won't give to the Americans. Ah, and the, the, here's one that, from one of the stations the, the, on the cliff is a fudged deal. Who uses this term? You want to play that? Critics warn the bill doesn't go far enough. It is a fudged deal. <laughs> I think anybody who thinks that it's anything else. <laughs> My mom used to say this. Probably deludes themselves. So I think we are going to hit problems again come February when President Obama presents his budget for 2014. And clearly one of the issues in that is going to be the debt ceiling and the budget deficit, which at $16.4 trillion is wholly unacceptable. I think we need to reintroduce the term, John. Fudge. Fudged. You could, not what just does fudged. it mean? Well, you can, do it, it, you can do it in multiple ways. You can just it's say, a oh, fudged. What, oh. do you mean? What, what does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> You've made fudge of it. Oh, fudge. What does that mean? Well, do you, do What's you... wrong with fudge? Fudge <laughs> is a chocolate delight. It's delectable. <laughs> Oh, so why, why is it bad? Hey, fudge you. Fudge. So what's wrong with what I don't get this. Well, well, I don't see how this term is a negative term. Well, it's if you think of the British and you think of the American and you think of all the derivatives, it's somewhere between uh, fuck and poop. It's fudged. It's fudged. <laughs> yes, it's fudged. It's a fudge deal. I tell you fudged. <laughs> Uh, I got a, I got something that you didn't see. Uh, the Obama campaign sent out a video. Did you catch this one? Um, I don't think you did. This was not on television. No, no no. So the Obama campaign emailed, because you know, the, I guess he's going for a third term uh, because the Barack Obama campaign is still alive. And I pulled out a the, like a, a forty second clip. And it's it's funny because it, it's really they have different producers and it's not as slick and there's no cool background. It's just like a flag, you know. The mic isn't isn't placed right. You know, it's just, it, it obviously it's just like they grab them like, hey, hey, man, uh, Barack, B Barry, Barry, do one for the campaign, man. We could do one. Okay, all right, I'll do some for the campaign. And he put a twist on this, which was I'll give it. I'll tell you what it is. It's eat more of the rich, but then he winds up with with just a killer ending. Obviously, there's still more to do when it comes to reducing our debt, and I'm willing to do more, as long as we do it in a balanced way that doesn't put all the burden on seniors. You can hear how the audio is all goofy, and it's just it's poor, poor production. For students or middle-class families, but also asks the wealthiest Americans to contribute and pay their fair share. So, wait, you have to do more. <laughs> Rich people pay more. Once we get this done, we can get to work on the issues that will determine whether America prospers, not just in the next four years, but for the next 40 years. Okay, this is important. Write this down, John. Here are the things that he's going to be doing. Winding down the war in Afghanistan in a responsible way. Okay. Reforming uh, our immigration system and protecting our children from gun violence. Well, hold on. Let's, yeah, let's talk about that reform the immigration system. I'm not so happy with it. Oh, protect the children from gun violence, yes? Freeing ourselves from foreign oil. And <laughs> Screw you, fudge you, Canada. The harmful effects of climate change. Ooh. Reforming our schools and opening the doors of higher education to more Americans. Now, what can all that mean? What can all those things combined mean? Spend more money. In other words, making sure this country remains a place where you can make it if you try. <laughs> 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 
Wait a minute. <laughs> I can make it if I try? <laughs> There's a song in there somewhere. There's a lyric. We can make it if we try. <laughs> What is the? It might, it might be. It might sound a little better. You can make it if you really try. I think that could be nice. He didn't even say that. He just said you can make he it. Probably, he probably forgot it. <laughs> you can make, you it, can if you, make it if you really try. No, he just said try. If you just if you just try, you know, just you know, just I think I'm just going to try it. <laughs> oh my goodness! I apologize to the to the universe for <laughs> for that for the American dream being give it a try. <laughs> Well, here's a new. He has a new twist that he he pulled out, and I think this is kind of interesting. He uh, pulled on one of his press conferences after the signing. He came up with this, which I have the clip is Obama logic on paying bills. He's finally. This is this could open up a can of worms, but this is essentially what he said. Uh, while I will negotiate over many things, uh, I will not have another debate with this Congress over whether or not they should pay the bills that they have already racked up through the laws that they passed. Let me repeat. We can't not pay bills that we've already incurred. Okay. So so he's throwing it at Congress because Congress, in fact, is responsible for uh, the budget. Well, of course. Although, although, interestingly enough, Congress is not only responsible, but legally only Congress can write uh, a bill that raises revenue. Interesting how the Senate did this, but that's maybe another story. Well, it, actually, if you follow Boehner's uh, Twitter Twitter feed, <laughs> I'm sorry, I must have skipped. I, I must not be following him. <laughs> the the House initiated it. It's true. It's not. Oh, it wasn't, okay. Okay. Boehner had the thing done. Something that they sent to the Senate. Then Senate just rewrote the whole damn thing and sent it back. Okay. But it didn't right. really. It didn't initiate in the Senate. It was done properly. But right. nobody follows Boehner's Twitter feed, or tw- Twitter. Tweet, Twitter. <laughs> Hold on, John. His Twitter feed, and so um, hey, John, they missed that. I found the yes. song. I found the song. Ah, good. Yeah, this is the song uh, for the uh, the American dream. I see the crystal raindrops fall and the beauty of it all. We'll just wait for the, the for the chorus for a moment. Do you recognize the song, John? Oh, yeah. <laughs> John's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I wrote that. Here we go. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. That's it, right? That's the one. You can yeah, make it if I you try. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. where he got it from. Yeah. Okay. So. And he probably listened. He probably, him and, and, and Michelle must be <laughs> listening to that song constantly. <laughs> Just the two of us in the 747. Just the two of us. <laughs> GX2, you've got your work cut out for you. That's all I want to say. The 747. Yeah, so um of course I, I read through the uh, I read through the the bill uh which is HR8. That's the Senate version. Of course it passed unchanged. Did you have a chance to look at anything? Did you uh do you have any no, remarks? I knew you would. You love reading legislation. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, you it's know, sad. why bother? I know it's so sad because I really yeah, do. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I really do. I think I, it's charming. Uh, okay, uh, a couple of things were uh, were fixed. Uh, your favorite, the alternative minimum tax. Of yes. course, it's not gone. 
uh, has just been uh, patched and indexed, so it, it'll be... Yeah, but it's indexed permanently now, so we don't have to deal with this crap. R- well, until they change it again. I mean... Uh, sure, that's true. Yes, they could change it at any week. time. It's not they like, will change it back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they can do whatever they want. It's Congress. And I was going to... get rid of it. Actually, CBS did a, a pretty cool rundown of a couple of the couple of the bennies that were slipped in there. I was surprised that CBS did it. So I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to CBS for a second, then I'll... I'll uh, mention a few other things. The fiscal cliff law passed so quickly, many in Congress never realized it was full of special interest tax breaks, one of which allows auto racetrack owners to speed up their tax deductions. Another tax write-off goes to Hollywood, a $20 million break anytime a TV show or movie is shot in an economically depressed area of the United States. There's a subsidy for rum made in Puerto Rico, a tax break if you train a mine rescue worker, and a tax credit for every kilowatt of electricity produced by the wind. All told, a fiscal cliff law designed to reduce the deficit added $74 billion in spending <laughs> through changes in the tax law. Yeah, so I thought that was a re- it was a decent rundown. It certainly wasn't everything. I mean, uh, if you look at, uh, let me see, what did I have here? Uh, oh, I just got to go down my list. Um, extension of Indian employment tax credit. I mean, so these cheap bastards don't do anything for the show. Yet our government is is extending tax credits for the employment of Indians. Very annoying to me. Railroad track maintenance credit. There's there's Warren Buffett's gotcha. He got his little uh, little Benny. Wait a minute. Let's just stop a second. Indian and this they moan and groan about this and they give there's still a tax credit for for people like if I was going to use India to outsource I would get a tax credit to do that right oh, no oh, I, I believe it's only if you uh, bring Indians over here I oh don't... even better <laughs> yes I'm not, I'm not kidding you I'm not kidding you I don't know why no one brought that one up to me it like jumped right out I'm like really okay uh, there's uh, extension of tax exempt financing for the New York Liberty Zone. So if you happen to, if you happen to be lucky enough to be building in the New York Liberty Zone, which of course is where the World Trade Center uh, stood and where the new World Trade Center is being erected, uh, you get a tax exempt financing. So you know there's a little scamage in there. Extension of credit for two or three wheeled plug in electric vehicles. I didn't know you could get a credit for that. Did you know that? Two and, or three wheels. Yeah. So if you know well, that means there's a tax credit for a Segway. That's correct. It's a two wheeled plug in electric vehicle. Um. Let's see. Then we have uh, the unemployment benefits. Yeah, we got all that. Then we have. Oh yes. Um. There was an extension of the agricultural program. Uh. That is a, uh, a supplemental uh, uh financing for the asparagus farmers. Apparently, and remember, this is an extension. So, so I guess this was put in place when Bush was in office, and, and asparagus was doing poorly, apparently, and we've now extended it because asparagus has not recovered. Damn that! Nice. Damn that asparagus! Unbelievable. <laughs> now, here's a, here's a couple things that I wanted to actually talk to you about because I didn't quite understand. Improve and make permanent. The provision authorizing the Internal Revenue Service to disclose certain return and return information to certain prison officials. 
And I'm not quite sure why, but you know, we know the prison system is so corrupt and so rotten and commercialized. Oh that, yeah, that when I read in general it's, under it's a slave labor camp. Well, it, so apparently, I, I think that the IRS is now disclosing what the prison what prisoners have made, and they're disclosing it to prison officials. So I don't know. So you're like, hey, that guy's rich. Let's go. You know, let's let's give him some benefits or let's rough him up. Yeah, it's rough them up. That's what you know. It's very, very, very strange provision, and, and it's a long one. Uh, the, I, maybe someone out there will be able to figure it out. But restrictions on use of disclosed information: any return or return information received under this paragraph shall be used only for the purpose of, and to the extent necessary, in taking administrative action to prevent the filing of false and fraudulent returns, ah, including administrative actions to address possible violations of administrative rules and regulations of the prison facility. If you're a prisoner, do you have to file your tax return? Well, I think you're under the – if you're a prisoner – well, let's see. Okay, this has got to – okay, let's, let's – I got let's your attention realistic. now. This got has got to have to do with white-collar prisons because an average poor black guy caught for smoking a joint in East Oakland or in, or in <laughs> which, West which Texas. Which is what most of these dudes are, by the yeah, way. Yeah, most of these guys are that. And some guy, poor, poor schlub in Texas was in jail – and being, you know, made to do a lot of extra, uh, you know, free work yeah. for 10 cents an hour. Right. It doesn't get to the point where he has to file a tax. There's no way. Right. But a white collar prisoner who's who's making interest in, income interest and he's got all these different things going on in on the side in the background because he can't stop making money. Right. Uh, he has to file a tax return, of course. Wow. Um. Okay, I think I think and so. Now his tax return goes right to the to the warden. Is that the deal? Yeah, I guess so. To certain... He's got to have something to do with the uh, a, a different class of prisoners. Okay, all right. And then the of course the uh, the film and television productions. I think that's just fascinating. You know how the the president and the politicians always talk. Oh, wait, about... wait, hold on a second. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Are they not making any money? Is that the problem? <laughs> yeah, I guess. The Hollywood people and all those limos and Ferraris. Man, they're, and, not, they're not making and, and the dough, man. Justin Bieber and his, his Fisker and his Ferrari both. He's got a million cars. I mean, is there, they're, they're broke? Well, is that the I, problem? I would so like, I would like to, I'd like to point out this was not for the music business. This was for certain film and television productions. And uh, I would like to say that you know how the president in particular, but politicians in general, will talk about the special tax breaks that the oil companies receive um, this is a lie, and we've talked about this many, many times on the show, that these tax breaks are available to anyone who produces anything in America, such as software. So uh, Apple uh, and Microsoft, they, uh, they enjoy this tax credit. The uh, film and uh, television and music industries already enjoy this tax credit as well as the oil companies if they produce here. And in fact, Hollywood is actually getting the actual additional tax credit that the president and other politicians accuse the oil industry of receiving. Uh, up to 15, I think they actually change it from 15 to 20 million dollars. Uh, let me just check here. Uh, I think it's from 15 to 20 if you produce in uh, uh, in like Detroit, which is great because that's all the movies are. They, you know, that, pff, that's all anyone needs is a background like Detroit. It seems like every single movie is Armageddon. So that's fantastic. And uh, that was uh, pretty much it. It was pretty straightforward. I have one more. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did have one thing that I found a little disturbing. 
Um, the Comptroller General of the United States shall conduct a study on the potential of clinical data registries to improve the quality and efficiency of care. Well, that wasn't it. There was, there was, I thought there was a... It was like a DNA database thing that I saw. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, here it is. Yeah, let's throw that in. I'm telling you. Advancement of clinical data registries to improve the quality of health care. Oh, yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a commission thing. Hold on a second. <laughs> this was actually quite funny, if I can find it that quickly. There was a... Uh, for some reason, they threw in like a commission thing, like we're going to create a commission uh for long term health care of uh, people on Medicare, which to me sounds like a death panel yeah well, probably yeah so, <laughs> so but that's essentially what uh I thought I had that one marked um maybe i didn't uh I gotta look at that one, but I'm pretty sure that uh, uh that there was a death panel provision in there, so the whole thing of course is just bogative uh it was a, a big show. Uh, proving once again that uh, politics is truly Hollywood uh, show business for ugly people. Everyone got their little moment in the sunshine. Everybody did their little bit. It was, the whole deadline was obviously bullcrap since it didn't mean anything. We could go over the cliff, and it's not like it was irreversible. We'll just backdate it. And just to, to add insult to injury, the president signed it with his auto pen while vacationing in Hawaii. I mean, come on. How many? How how much uh, of a beating do we have to take? And then in two months, it's gonna. Well, now I guess we're gonna have that whole stupid uh, debt ceiling conversation again. It's like you know reruns work to a certain extent in Hollywood, but there is a limit. You know, even even Terminator can only do so many uh, sequels. You can't continue to do this. We're not gonna not gonna care anymore about the debt ceiling. And then in, in the first of March. We're going to have the whole sequestration conversation. It's boring. It's completely freaking boring. So, uh, hey, did you notice, by the way, that overnight uh, Al Jazeera bought current TV? Now, this to me is the, the I have, uh, this is, is mind boggling to me. <laughs> Mimi, yeah, I, I got it. No, 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 no. It's, it's, hey. no, it's mind boggling. So, Look what happened? But, Al Gore <laughs> sold his crappy television network to <laughs> Al Jazeera for a rumored five hundred million dollars. Yeah, well, that's that's bogus. Yeah, I think let's it is face too. that. Yeah, it, yeah that, that is what that's, that's what you call a a, a face saving. Yes, uh, yeah, it's bogus. Press release. You 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 make it. I've seen this happen. And people should be aware of it. Yeah. People say, "Oh, yeah, we sold for five Press release. They sold for five hundred million. Terms not disclosed. Terms not disclosed is the key, right? Because there's no terms. Because there's not five hundred million. It's no. bull crap. Yeah, exactly. There's no way no it's five hundred million. No. It's not. No. This, that station isn't worth. Probably worth a hundred, less than a hundred million. Well, no, no, just no. For Hold the on. clearances. Yeah, it's the clearances, but they lost Time Warner in the deal, which is a huge part of that. Oh yeah, they're, boom. Yeah, oh, that's done. So you know, it, it is truly only the clearances out and. Uh, by the way, everyone's fired. Forget it. Chunk, start looking, buddy, because you're fired. This is, it's just going to turn into Al Jazeera. It's just turning into yeah, Al Jazeera they, they America. Some clearances. It's, if they yeah. got $50 million out of the deal, it would be a miracle. And notice, but, and notice they did it uh, before the fiscal cliff deal was signed so they could uh, uh, beat the increase from 15 to 20% of the um, capital gains tax. Right. A-holes. Right. I don't know what the capital gains would be, but whatever. I'm sure that well, it's sure. a shoestring operation. Everybody, I mean, that's why uh, 
Oberman quit so, because so, he so, couldn't so take listen it. To this, listen to this. Al and I, this is from this. What's the CEO's name? What's his name? Uh, isn't it Hyatt? Is that his name? Isn't Joel Hyatt? Well, who's the CEO? Uh, I think it's... Let's, let's look uh, it up. Let's look at the book of knowledge. Yeah, Joel Hyatt. Yeah, Joel Hyatt. Al and I did significant due diligence as part of our evaluation process. That's that's uh, uh, code for, Hail Mary, we're so happy we could find some stupid sap to buy this piece of crap. We were impressed with all that we learned about Al Jazeera and its journalistic integrity. <laughs> Global reach, award-winning programming, and growing influence around the world. That influence has recently been demonstrated by Al Jazeera's important and impactful coverage of the Arab Spring. Fake. Which was widely credited as being the most thorough and informative coverage from any media company. In fact, and here it is. Here's the real reason why Al Jazeera bought current TV. Colin Powell told Al, that's Gore, that Al Jazeera is the only cable news network he watches. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm Colin Powell, and I only watch Al Jazeera. Did I lose you or are you back? No, no, I'm back. Okay. What? Okay, well, because uh, Colin Powell and, and Gore are both with Kleiner Perkins. Yeah, he's in on the deal, of course. Duh. Yeah, he's in on the deal. He probably... Some well, Al Jazeera. Here's the problem with Al. Al Jazeera never got on any of the networks consistently. They were floating around on MXZ uh, well, networks. Well, they're, yeah, but they're, they're on Comcast, Time Warner. No, they, they're carried. They're here and there, they're, but they're, 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 they don't have like an established conduit that I know of. It doesn't matter. Was, it, it was all syndicated, from what I could tell. There wasn't any twenty four seven thing. Do you like, think? Do you think that they uh, they said you can have Joy Behar as a slave? That they threw her into the deal? Do you think they just like <laughs> just come pick her up? Here she is. Here's your television network. Oh, and here's this. <laughs> Maybe the whole thing came around this. Where they had a meeting when they said, "What do we do about Joy Behar? Well, who hired her?" <laughs> I have an idea. Let's sell the station. <laughs> Sell the station. <laughs> Get rid of her. Oh, it'd be so funny. Um, you know, I, I I harbor no bad feelings, but you know, poor Chunk, man. What's he going to do? You know, no one's going to hire him. No one's going to hire anyone from that network. No, Chunk is going to go onto the. He's going to pull a Andrew Sullivan, and he's going to he's going to go on. He's going to do what we're doing. He's going to bring out a uh, because he's got you know he's got he doesn't know you know. He, he sees guys like uh, who's the guy that guy used to be with the Man Show? That's uh, Carolla. Yeah, Adam Carolla Perlo. is actually yeah. make, just doing what he does. Well, he's, he, he's, he's, he's selling Mangina or whatever that stuff is. Yeah, well, he's selling a lot of stuff, but Carolla's making serious money. On <laughs> no, his he's show. not making a stop. He's not making serious money. He's doing okay. okay. He's not, he's making, not serious making serious money. money. He's making. It sounds like he's making. It doesn't matter whether exactly. he is exactly. He makes it look good. I agree. I he looks yeah. like he's making serious yeah. money. Yeah. 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 And so does so do uh, so does Lycus. He looks like he's and it's Lycus, by the way. Who's that? Uh, the, the fact with Lycus is Lycus did some sort of a deal on his last years as a radio guy. Who's Lycus? He, I don't he know got Lycus a player is. pay deal. Essentially, walked away with millions of dollars without doing any work. Who's Lycus? I have no deal. idea who this. Who is this Lycus you speak of? Oh, Lycus is one of the big shots. He was in Texas for a while. He's one of the. He's one of the big podcasters now. But anyway, there's a bunch of these. Guys. <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm the Podfather. I've never heard of him. This cannot oh, well, you be. Should. You should look him up. <laughs> okay. He does it. He does essentially a. Uh, Right. So essentially, okay. So here's the deal. That's what's going to happen. So, That's so, my so, so so Chunk is going. In. Look at all these guys. Damn it! They're all making all their money selling selling gold coins. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can sell me some gold coins. <laughs> How come we're not selling gold coins? We should be selling gold coins, my friend. This is we're, we're so dumb. About to sell gold coins. Did you read that whole uh, that whole statement though from uh, from uh, the Al Jazeera deal from Joel? H it's really funny. No, I didn't. Is, is it worth reading? Yeah, uh, link in the show notes, of course, at uh, 475.nashownotes.com. Uh, there's a couple of choice. Uh, first of all, it's all Al and I. Al and I are thrilled and proud to announce that a few moments ago, Current was acquired by Al Jazeera, the award-winning international news organization. Uh, here's now. Uh, as you may know, Al Jazeera is funded by the government of Qatar, which is the United States' closest ally in the Gulf region. Best as friends and is where the United States bases its Middle East Air Force operations. Hmm. I have had first-hand knowledge of Qatar's policies a result of, as a result of my tenure on the board of the Brookings Institution. The Sabin Center for Middle East Policy is a joint venture of the Brookings Institution in Qatar and has offices in Washington, D.C. and Doha, Qatar. It is, uh, its purpose is to propose practical public policies that can contribute to peace in the Middle East, and its founding director is my friend. Martin Indyke, <laughs> the former U.S. ambassador to Israel. I'm telling you, this is this is the funniest thing. I mean, I mean anyone on the inside or who, who even knows a little bit how this works, it's just, I mean, it's hilarious to me. It really is. What a what a hail mary bullcrap thing to say. You took. I mean, current when it started, it actually was kind of interesting. You know, like they were trying to do something different, and now you know, Qatar, as Atomic Rod pointed out, Sir Atomic Rod, I should say. Um, they are the largest producer of uh, liquid natural gas. Um, so you can uh, be sure that anything that is on this new Al Jazeera America will be promoting the use of, of LNG. In fact, you and I, John, we can right now, here's another thing we, we is a, here's another great idea we'll never act on. We can, which we're full of, we can put together a whole series of great uses for natural gas. Liquid natural gas, and we will sell it to them as a as a series, and we could make as a package, real, as, a package yeah. as a thirteen episode. You know, we'll have like you know, we'll show a city bus running on LNG, and we'll show you know, like, uh, airplane running on whatever. We'll make some crap up. We could you know, we'll send some producers out into the field, you know, just do a voiceover, and we're done. Because that's all it's going to be. It's going to be one big propaganda machine from the from the country that tries to bring you peace in the Middle East. Well, anyway, so that's the end of them. Yeah. <laughs> See you, <ya>, Chunk. <laughs> See <laughs> you, Chunk. Hey, everybody! It's it's the Joy Behar and Chunk Chink podcast. <laughs> you know, I guess the when best Gore podcast. Sorry, I guess when Gore started doing a show himself, he was on yeah, and off a couple. Yeah, of, he yeah. and he and the ratings did nothing. They can't do anything to move the needle. You know, they said, "Oh man, what are we going to do?" You know, and they yeah. finally found somebody to take it off their hands. Yeah, that's a real and yeah, it's it's a total hail mary, total hail mary. And I wonder how much they raised money too, didn't they? Didn't they like have, they might have to pay something back somewhere? I know they went they went public. Did they go? No, they didn't go public. So they raised a lot of money pre-public. I remember that pub the the IPO didn't happen. No, I don't remember yeah, any of that. Yeah, I can't remember that. Anyway, well, let, let's thank some producers. Yes. Oops. We have a couple of producers here that need uh, uh, some big-time thanks, including uh, we'll start off with the big one, the number one, uh, our uh, <clears throat> patron, the 
the great and wonderful Baron Stephen Pelsmachers. Uh oh, the Baron decided to come in with a uh, New Year's uh, contribution of two thousand thirteen dollars and sixty nine cents. Oh my goodness! Wow, Happy New Baron. Year and all the best for 2013. I wish upon Jedediah and Amos, <laughs> producers of the best podcast in the universe. Give yourselves, as well as all the dames and knights of the No Agenda Roundtable, a Happy New Year karma so that both may, that both the show and all of our good fortunes may continue for a long time yeah. yet. I added just a sprinkling of Swazelnuff karma, 69 cents. One never knows when that might come in handy. Look forward to the pins. As a reminder, the barony will also ha- always have room to welcome you both. Why? Because min aller besta vensen uk ver mimi and miriam. <laughs> what? <laughs> Very good. Min aller besta vensen uk ver mimi and miriam. That's, how does he know Mickey's real name? That's interesting. Oh, really? Uh, well, let's. we accept your karma. Thank you very much, Baron von Pelsmachers. You've got karma. He sent me a note today that uh, uh, he, it looks like he's uh, he has a new castle uh, coming up in February in the barony. He, he, he has, just for those of you who don't know, uh, who might have skipped that episode, uh, he also has uh, France. So, uh, yes, no, he's the Baron of Belgium and France. France yes. Yeah, we've, we've just... he may be the way he's going. You have to give him uh, Spain and maybe Portugal eventually. <laughs> Depends on which way he wants to go. We could probably this. pick those up cheap. He could go to, toward <laughs> Austria. It might make more sense. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot to, a lot of him to do in uh, in France. We'll, we'll keep it with France for a while now. That's good. Yeah, well, there's a lot we could do in France. Thank so you, we Baron. Get over there. Thank you very much. Uh, number two on the list is Craig Whiting, who's a now instantite from East Kilbride, South somewhere. Le, um, Lanark, Lanarkshire, Lanarkshire, probably Lanarkshire, Lanarkshire. Uh, and he sent a note in on the email. My PayPal didn't have the little box for a message. I don't know why not. Uh, can you credit me as just Sir Craig of Manamana? <laughs> okay. This is not a drunk or surfer dude donation, but a Scottish donation. Does Jeb's voice skill skills stretch to us? No, I don't. I can't. I've worked on it. Believe me. Uh, and I because I wanted to do Willie of the Simpsons, but I've not. I've only achieved a few sentences, and they won't fit in, so, so I can't. So do let it. me write this Happy, down. It's Sir Craig of Manamana, because that's not Manamana. in my notes, Sir. Sir Craig of Manamana, Manamana. Okay. Happy New Year, Slave Adam and Slave Jeb. I'm uh, hoping <laughs> to be the first night of 23. You know what's so funny about this? Uh, these new, these crazy names they just start giving us is that we've made a policy on the show as, as a meme to rename everybody. <laughs> and now we're getting renamed. <laughs> now, it, it was just a matter of time mm-hmm. before it caught up to us. Well, it's, it's been five years, and finally, finally people are calling us different. <laughs> I like uh, what Baron Pelsmacher said there, Jedediah and Amos. I think, I think those, that's taking it to a new extreme. Appreciate it. I'm hoping for it to be the first night of 2013, so I'm sending this shortly after midnight L.A. time to try to get the first donation of the year. And I think you did get that. Uh, I need a quick de-douching and a Chinese ITM karma for a prosperous New Year's for all. Okay, quick douching and a Chinese... Douchebag! Oh, oh! Oh, jeez. I hit myself. I hit myself with that. I didn't mean to do that. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. I'll add a huntsman just to make up for the slip there. Sorry. Paul Paul Boyer in Howell, Michigan, 65765. Adam's ploy to bake my spirit. 
I think he meant break, but maybe bake. <laughs> it could be bake. You never know. Uh, finally succeeded, and the thought of never getting my much-desired night ring has driven me to raid my account at the last possible moment and top off my donations before the end of the year, making myself a member of the Order of the Knights of Procrastination. Okay. I have been swishing a jingle combo around in my mouth for the last few months, and I would love to see if Adam can pull it off. Ugh. I would like uh, You've Been De-Douched, followed by just the end of the Atlas Shrug jingle. Uh, in other words, you've been de-douched by Ayn Rand. And I would like to send it out to John. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Keep it up. I'll be listening. Ring size 14. <laughs> you've been de-douched. By Ayn Rand. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. You should have cut off that farting sound that's at the end of that no, clip. That's not at the end of the clip. Julian Cowley in Honolulu, Hawaii, 475. Uh, just list my name. List his name as Jules Reed. Uh, Dear John and Adam, in the droning, the donation comes just in the nick of time as we fall over the cliff and all the rings go missing. <laughs> it's still 2012 in this part of the world, and hopefully I'm still able to make the deadline, which you did. I'm looking forward to going through the night's bucket list, probably starting with sake and Chardonnay tonight, but I think I can hold off on the rent boys for a while. Thanks for sharing your keen thoughts and insights, and let's hope 2013 actually becomes a less interesting year. Uh-huh. No chance of that. <laughs> really? Good luck, pal. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you will know what to do if it does not. All right. Simple karma shot form. Happy to bring that to you. Thank you for your support. You've got karma. And good old Terry Heyman in Baytown, Texas, 371.52, topping off in the morning. Uh, lots to say, but no time to say it. So just sending my cash. Happy New Year. Karma to the both of you, your families, and all the no agendas out there. Enough said. Thank you. You've got karma. Texas used to be right down the road from me, that Baytown did. Wait, where, where's Baytown? I don't know, but it's a lot more down the road than it is now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spiros Betas in Napanee, Ontario, 33334. I don't have an email from him, and uh, we'll just let that stay there. But he's going to be a knight today. Robert uh, Sears Sima in Portage, Indiana, 219. He'll be associate executive producer. The others are all executive producers for today's show, 475. And he says, Rob from Portage, this is my first donation going toward a 2013 nighting show 474 producer mentioned in the possibility of broadcasting no agenda on the radio as a public affairs show. This gave me an idea. The FCC is opening up more low powered FM licenses in October. Oh, we, by the way, had a couple of these uh, years ago. Is this, is, I, I didn't know anything about this. They're opening them. So hmm, interesting. I'll have to look into yeah. this. This is good. Good info. Yeah, maybe some producers could start new community radio stations to propagate the formula and start an anti-NPR that really is a national treasure. If a ham can broadcast around the world from his car, how hard could an LPFM station be? Some yeah. uh, general karma would be great. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, uh, technically that just ain't going to happen. <laughs> the LPFM is not going to be broadcasting around the world, but I think it's no, a good it's idea. it's very short area. Yeah, I'll look into it. You've got... Karma. I'm definitely going to look into uh, definitely going to look into the uh, the new low power FM licenses. It's a great idea. Great. Yeah, no LP uh, FM broadcast is probably like a five square uh, five miles, so a couple square miles maybe. Yeah, uh, if you're up high enough, if the antenna is up high enough. It's very very low low it's, power. It's, it's line it of is. it's line of sight, no skip. 
Yeah, it's a very it's small area. Yeah. This is the, the LPFM is what's used in, like, if you go to some museum sometimes, they'll actually have a broadcasting. <laughs> and that's usually AM. Or if you drive by, this house has five bedrooms, two baths, two and a half bathrooms. Have you ever heard those, the real estate uh, radio? Yeah, no, I've never, but that's I, that's funny. Oh, you've never heard that? that oh, it, it was really big in Jersey for a while. And the, the, really? Yeah, yeah. And it was really cool. So you set up an LPFM outside your house that you were selling? It's not even. It's not even LPFM. It's like it's, a, it's almost like a baby monitor, and you have to literally be standing. <laughs> baby monitor on AM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be like uh, this house has a really nice, uh, uh, really nice pool in the backyard. We have some great yard work that's being done. Please inquire at Joe's Real Estate. Yeah, it's kind of what it sounded it's about like. About as legible as it is. Yep. Uh, Ryan Burgett, or Burgett, one of the two, in Bothell, Washington, Bothell, 20419. Uh, Rodney Gravenstein here, donating high as a kite on this suspicious day. I guess he wants to be referred oh, yeah. to as Rodney well, Gravenstein. You should, you should be high as a kite. Oh, man. <laughs> donating high as a kite on this auspicious day. With this amount, I shall have attained one of the highest honors in this Gitmo nation, in an impressive extended knighthood for use by the maidenhoods of the land. <laughs> it should also put me at the 1120.13 and guarantees me a ring hot damn thanks to bong hits, bourbon, and the best podcast <laughs> in the universe. I'm well on my way to greatness since we are such animals. So think the powers or think the powers that be. Thank the powers that be. We, they, we must be managed. <laughs> May this newly minted knight receive a lone wolf. Hey, citizen, two to the head. Best of luck to all NAers, my family and friends. You rock. <laughs> all right. By the way, Bong Hits and Bourbon is on the list now. <laughs> bong Hits and Bourbon. That's a good one. All right, what does he want here? Lone wolf, hey, citizen, two to the head. We got that. Hey, citizen. <laughs> okay, Tyler Fox in Flagstaff, Arizona, is the uh, another associate executive producer, $201.30. Uh, some money I should be sending to the IRS, but they gave me 120 days to pay off my 211 tax debt, 2011. I figure it's better spent helping you to kick off the new year in some old-fashioned jingleless karma, uh, please, for all of us self-employed slaves paying down tax debt and dodging AMT this year. Here's a quick TSA goon story. <clears throat> a listener should hear if you don't mind reading it all. Uh, my friend Clint flew to Salt Lake City and checked his handgun in a lock case, strictly following the TSA website guidelines. Phoenix TSA okayed the case when he flew to Utah a week ago. Last night during his return, a TSA goon in Utah told him the case was unacceptable <laughs> and would not allow him to check it. They forced him to buy an overpriced, low-quality case from JetBlue after harassing him as much as possible for wanting to exercise his right to travel with his legally possessed firearm. After buying the case, he went back to the offending TSA goon's ID number, got the ID number, so he could file a formal complaint. The goon took off when he saw Clint coming. He took off. Oh, oh, oh no! He's going to get my badge! <laughs> I can just see the those bloated lesbians running away. 
Anyway, he says, here's a fun freedom fact. Arizona concealed carry permits are honored by 37 other states, and Arizona driver's licenses don't have to be renewed until you turn 65. <laughs> so, happy New Year, and good luck to Adam and Mickey in the, yeah. in the safe return Thank to Tejas. And he wanted a simple karma, so we'll give him that. Thank you. You've got karma. Good story. I like that. I like stories like that. It's funny. No, it's a good story. I, I enjoy it. That's the, a good story. Uh, TSA good TSA stories, stories. yeah. Uh, two more associate executive producers, Matt Astbury and Wauwatosa. Wauwatosa! Wisconsin. Uh, uh, hello, Adelaide and Joanne. Please accept my <laughs> humble donation to facilitate the creation of the best podcast in all universes. That says a lot. I'm more worried about my six-month-old human resource not having received no agenda karma than I am about him not being baptized. Please give me a double shot of karma, one for my sweet little guy and one for me to assist the, the various conflagrations. If you want to throw in one hot MILF for my one hot MILF, well, I wouldn't say no. Thanks again for being there for me when CNN, Fox, ABC, and the rest have left me for dead. And for some reason, I can't find – where's the MILF? Oh, here it is. Got it. It was, just, was it a MILF, a one hot MILF baby karma? Or yeah. Just, or, yeah, okay. That's one hot milk, baby. There you go. Hello, baby. You've got karma. And finally, <clears throat> James Herka in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia, $200. Please credit this as James Herka. You have to write this. Well, that's what we got. Sydney, New South Wales, uh, note, Happy New Year, gentlemen. The donation is for me to complete my knighthood just before the end of the year. And he also has a birthday thing. We'll put him on the list. And that concludes our, uh, our list our of broadcast produce- day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> our, our producers and associate executive producers uh, for No Agenda 475 want to remind people that we do the show twice a week and we uh, need your help for the upcoming Sunday show, which is usually uh, you know, usually the numbers don't come in as well as they do for Thursday. And we uh, we want to get this year off to a good start so we can uh, pay, do more pay, research for you. Pay You're double rent. Happy. Pay double rent. <laughs> Poor Adam has to pay double rent. <laughs> it's double rent. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, thank you very much. Let me uh, give you the uh, address one more time, just in case you didn't know. Dvorak.org slash N-A. And, of course, we always will accept a good helping of mouth hitting. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Hey, citizen. Shut up, slaves. There you go. You know, um, I received uh, quite a bit of email about uh, the AEDs that I brought up on uh, on the previous program. Uh, of course, you're thinking, what the hell is an AED? That is the Automated External Defibrillator. Oh, right. Yeah, you talked <clears throat> about that in the last show. Is yeah. They're showing up everywhere. They're buying them for everyone. Well, what I talked about is that um, there's a bill that has been introduced by uh, Representative Laura Richardson of California um, to uh, provide a grant for um, AEDs, uh, Automated External Defibrillators, Heart Starters, to be um, put into all schools everywhere. And, you know, <clears throat> so I'd start, you know, I start. I got a lot of email from people. People saying, hey, man, this is a really good idea. We need this. And But no one actually had an example of someone surviving because of some quick thinking and someone grabbing one of these devices and restarting somebody's heart. A lot of people said, oh, you know, these things are really good. They're really smart. 
you know, uh, you grab it off the wall, uh, you put the, uh, you know, it starts talking to you, so you don't need any training. It tells you what to do with little, you must put paddles on bare chest. And then it, you know, it determines uh, the voltage, you know, so these things are amazing. They cost about a thousand bucks each. Thousand bucks is not, you know, which most people who wrote me called very affordable. A lot of these people were doctors. We have, you know, a large contingent of uh, medical professionals who listen to the show. And I'm like, so what what really are we doing here? Because to me, I'm thinking, if we can do this, why don't we have um, EpiPens at every school? You know, in case, you know, a kid has, whoa, he's got a peanut allergy and he's dying, you know, get an EpiPen. Now, and by the way, lots of people have EpiPens in schools, so don't email me. Just don't email me at all. Thank you very much. But, you know, do we really need a government-sponsored grant to have EpiPens in all the schools? And uh, well, it turns out that this uh, Congresswoman Laura Richardson is, of course, a shill for the medical devices industry. I, I wouldn't like just to point that out, just to just to get my little gram of uh, satisfaction here. Uh, she also introduced the uh, repeals excise tax on medical devices. So she's actually a Democrat, by the way. She's actually against uh, the uh, excise tax on medical devices, which went into effect as of January 1st. She's trying to repeal that for specific medical devices, which would include, oh, I don't know, uh, defibrillators. It's, uh, it's like a 2.3% tax. Um, she also... Uh, oh. She also has introduced the Breath of Fresh Air Act to provide elementary and secondary schools with nebulizers. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, if you get an asthma attack, you know, there's going to be a whole wall full of things. Like, <laughs> oh, John, do you need a nebulizer? Oh, I, luckily the nebulizer was right here in your office. I mean, there has to be a point where people just, you know, people do have to fall off the edge of the earth. People do have to die. We can't have a device for every single thing in every single public place. I looked in the statistics. Um, there's about 280,000 uh, heart attacks a year in the United States. Uh, not all of those uh, are people that die. And by the way, these numbers are also like also all over the map. You know, you read other places where you say 300,000 people need a defibrillator. It doesn't mean that they would have died without it. But you know how many AEDs are deployed nationwide already? So there's more than a million and a half of these things hanging everywhere, like theaters, huh. and it's law. It is law that these things have to be hanging up. And I, I'm sorry. But how many people you think even know where they are? Well, now that we have, we do have the international green symbol for the defibrillator, which, <laughs> oh yes, which has been um, internationally recognized as the symbol. It's a green heart with a plus. You have not seen this, have you? Hmm. Um, and, of course, uh, uh, Laura Richardson's campaign finance uh, report, uh, according to Open Secrets, her top donors are all uh, from the medical device and pharmaceutical industry. Uh, just Actually, you look at who's donating to her campaign, the whole thing is just funny. Let's give you a couple names. So what you're suggesting is there's corruption involved. Yeah, there's gambling going on, I'm sure. Top so 20. Uh, I'm looking at the symbol. <laughs> the green, uh, the I wouldn't know. Sign. You know what it looks like to me, unfortunately? Mm -hmm. It looks like a caution sign. It looks like don't come near this thing because there's electricity and it will kill you. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so here's, uh, here's who's donated to her campaign. I just wanted to give you a, a rundown of the names. Cordoba Corporation, Carpenters and Joiners, Inc., Landmark Medical Management, New Democrat Coalition, uh, Swift Ships, Teamsters Union, AT&T, 
Academy of Nutrition and Diet, 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 Dietetics, Dietic, Dietetics, American Association for Justice, uh, Mueller Marsk, Boeing Corporation. You know, this, this is all these corporations giving all these money to all these Congress men and women. It's bogative. And then they come up with these things like, oh, we have to have the asthma pump on the wall. What else? You know, we have to have uh, yeah, it's asthma pump. Yeah, I mean, there has to be an end to stuff that we have that we that we are forced by law to put into public places in case someone has an attack. You know, I think there is just a limit. Or am I am I now sounding like, oh wait, a Republican? That's what I'll be called next. But isn't that isn't that just a little crazy? Well, since this stuff never gets used, it's just a waste of money. Well, that's uh, what I think it is. But you know, but everyone's like, oh, this is fantastic. We should have these. It's life saving. Yeah, but you know. At a point, a certain point, how much life-saving... I mean, I'm, you're paying for it. For some fat, overweight schlub who gets a heart attack, I'm sorry. Hey, hold on a second. <laughs> yes. Play the clip. This, by the way, there was a, this is a huge controversial uh, uh, issue in Europe, yes. especially in the U.K., because the U.K. just came up with a thing saying, anyone's overweight, we're going to pull you out of the healthcare system. Now being overweight could actually help you live longer. That's at least according to a controversial new study into the effects of obesity. Researchers in the United States say carrying a few extra pounds might actually reduce your risk of an early death. Sky's health correspondent Thomas Moore explains. A new year and a new determination to get fit and lose weight. But those extra pounds from Christmas indulgence could in fact be a lifesaver. New research shows people who are a little overweight are less likely to die prematurely than those who stay slim, contradicting the long-standing advice of most doctors. It's good to have a little bit of body fat. Um, I don't think you should be trying to stay at a very low weight. But... Um, Everything else is in moderation. That has to be utter. <laughs> excuse my French. Yeah, it's it's just a. a where do they get this stuff from? Oh, so you don't believe it at all? No. I think he said fudge. So, uh, in fact, and you play part two of the clip. There, it's an interesting. Uh, they actually, this is pretty well documented. American researchers pooled the results from 97 studies involving nearly 3 million people with a range of body weights. The findings were consistent. Sometimes that surprises people, but they really should not be too surprised because in our uh, categories of these 97 studies, 80% of them showed that there was lower mortality in overweight than in normal weight people. Now, so overweight by how much? Because obviously obesity. Oh, yeah, no, no, not it's obesity. not morbidly obese. Right. Like, not like it's Michael not Moore. The, the, but I mean, how, how, how overweight? Mom. <laughs> but how overweight? Like, you're, you're probably a little overweight for, for what you should be. What? Come on, be honest. Be honest. Does my butt look big? Is that what you're telling <laughs> no, me? No, your butt does not look big at all, honey. It looks tight and sexy. Uh, I would say uh, the, the the thing is like it's like ten or fifteen percent. It's it's like it was like, in other words, you're not buffed, right, essentially. Right, right, right. Well, that you puts could you... lose. You could one of these. You you know what? You could lose a little weight. That right. kind of thing. <laughs> not like holy crap, are you fat? <laughs> That's very scientific. They, of they you, actually they Jebediah. brought that up in the report, <laughs> and that that you have a twenty nine percent higher chance of getting of dropping dead. If you're right. really big, but uh, no, they're talking about 10, 15, 20% overweight. Can I make a prediction? Something for the book? Do you have the book? Okay, I've got you the, the book. book. 
I make a prediction that we will have in public spaces, just in case of an emergency, because you know how incredibly dangerous it could be to the young human resource, we will have emergency diaper dispensers. Put it in the book. Put it in the book. You'd laugh at me. You'd laugh at me. Some, you, probably, you must have seen one already. No, but some idiot is is going to get paid. But by the way, it's a big scam, these diapers. It's very expensive. Anyone who has kids know this. And, of course, the whole the diapers are crap. <laughs> but it's bad. It's, the whole thing is bad. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, but you will have uh, emergency diaper dispensers. You watch. You watch. Okay. That, that, that's how far it goes. That's a good idea. I think it's a better idea than the defibrillators. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Hey, we're going to have a rerun, rerun. Uh-oh. What's You're this? talking about the deja vu thing. You're bitching about how, oh, God, you know, we, these things keep – we get sick of the same story over and over. Uh, what do you have? Falklands. Oh, okay. Here we go. Argentina's president's written an open letter to David Cameron demanding Britain hand over the Falkland Islands. Tom Parmenter is here with the details. And, Tom, what exactly is in this letter? This is Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner at it again, you might say, because we've heard this kind of thing before from her. But, again, she's putting the point directly to David Cameron, this time in the form of an open letter that is printed in several of the newspapers this morning, saying that we want the Falklands back. And she's using today the 180th anniversary of Argentina being forcibly stripped of the Malvinas Islands. So this is the phrase that she uses. Malvinas Islands, of course, being the Argentinian name for the Falklands. So it's an argument we've heard before, and we're likely to hear again because the referendum that's coming up on the islands uh, in March, and so this issue is going to be very thorny for some months, and it goes back quite a while, because you may remember at the G20 meeting at, in Mexico last year, she thrust a letter right into David Cameron's face as he was walking between meetings. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, 180 years ago, I mean, this is like a pretty... I mean, this is like... the this, Why doesn't the Mexico, Mexicans, the Mexico... Want California back? It's less time lost than that. What do you mean? What do you mean? They, they, they don't want oh, that piece of crap. Do <laughs> they, no, they don't want it. No, the place is broke. They don't want that. Well, they don't now, but a few years ago they did. But this is interesting because Argentina was in the news here as well, and I wonder if there's a correlation. You know, our uh, our crown uh, princess Maxima, who will be queen when the uh, when the prince known as Prince Pils, which is Dutch for beer, when he becomes king when the queen uh, abdicates. And that, and some are saying it could be in this year, 2013. So she is from Argentina, and she is Maxima Zorneta. And if you look up Zorneta, if you can spell it, I'll give you 10 cents. Uh, her dad um, can, is once again being uh, accused of uh, disappearing people, up to 30,000. Of course, the, uh, the Argentinian government, uh, you know, they disappeared a lot of people and uh, and this was I it was before Miss Fernandez, but maybe Mr. Fernandez, Mr. Fernandez was a part of it. But all of a sudden, they they bring his name up again, and he's being accused of uh, of disappearing people in Argentina. I wonder if there's some kind of thing going on where it's like, hey, we want those islands back, and then Cameron says, oh yeah, well, we're going to start you know pressuring all your people. You know what I mean? There could be something going on there. Hmm, it could be. Something's something's amiss. The, the Falklanders, by the way, they do vote on this occasionally, and they, they've always wanted to stay British. Oh yeah. 
Uh, Chris Christie's running for uh, president. President. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't said that. No, but, but it's but pretty obvious. Yeah. Did you see this 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 complaint of his? Well, yeah, of that course. He, that, that that there's no uh, no Sandy uh, vote for the sixty billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Of so, bull so I have the I have the clip. It's quite it's quite funny. But what he's doing is he's distancing himself from the current Republican uh, club. Right. So he's still a Republican, but he's right. he's finding a way to push himself away from these essentially a bunch of boneheads. You know, the good news that are in is, Congress. Here's, here's the good news. This guy's going to live a long, long time. <laughs> Staying in the U.S., President Barack Obama has urged Republicans in the House of Representatives to vote on a bill aimed at delivering federal aid for states affected by Superstorm Sandy. Particular anger was directed toward... I just need to point out that, the, uh, in case you didn't know... It's called Superstorm Sandy because if it were a hurricane, different insurance uh, comes into play. So a lot of people didn't get a proper insurance payout because it was not classified as an actual hurricane. That's why you hear the media consistently calling it Superstorm Sandy. Well, it's House Speaker John Boehner for cancelling the expected vote. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, a Republican, was among those sharply criticizing Boehner before the Speaker changed course. I am There's only one group to blame for the continued suffering of these innocent victims, the House majority and their speaker, John Boehner. What? This is not a Republican or Democratic issue. National disasters happen in red states and blue states, in states with Democratic governors and Republican governors. We respond to innocent victims of natural disasters, not as Republicans or Democrats, but as Americans, or at least we did until last night. Last night, politics was placed before our oaths to serve our citizens. For me, it was disappointing and disgusting to watch. Last night, the House of Representatives failed that most basic test of public service, and they did so with callous indifference to the suffering of the people of my state. If I can just, do you have something you want to say about this? Because I, I have no, a, go opinion. Ahead, go ahead. Well, of course, I read the uh, the bailout package, the sixty billion dollar package. You know, this is not for citizens. This is for FEMA. This is for you know cop you know, cop cars. You know, new uh, homeland uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security stuff. And yeah, there will be loans made available. But this isn't really for you know. It's not like. The way you hear him speak, and uh, Peter King was crying in uh, in the house, and everyone was crying over this package. There's so much bullcrap money being thrown into that that has nothing. To, I mean, there's 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 money for West Virginia in there. This is it's really it, it should be discussed. It should be debated. It shouldn't be rammed through. Um, and it's not like that money is going to go to the actual citizens. Not like, oh, well, I'm so happy I'm helping. It's my, it's my people, too, in New Jersey, you know? But it's not like this money is really going directly to help these people. It's just not. It's not. It should be debated. Um, so, and uh, and uh, Christie's, Christie, you know, um, the New Jerseyans I know really hated Christie before Sandy. They really, really despised the guy. And and you know and I don't forget things easily. So this got thrown into his lap, and then like oh, we love a, bit, a good hero story. But uh, no, I'm 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 just gonna say this is bullcrap. That Sandy package, sixty billion, is filled with all kinds of stuff that just doesn't belong there. And 
And I think no one should get anything, and you should see what your government is actually doing, because they don't give a crap about you. Just don't give a, a fudge at all. A single fudge. All right. Well, and I have uh, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. I can go. I can continue with the clip of the day. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Did I say that? I didn't mean to say that. What uh, do, you, do you, I? I don't call clip of the day. Wait a minute. Do you do you have something you think as a candidate? Why do you have something? I got plenty, but I but I'm I'm holding back. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding, wondering whether you. I'm holding well, back. Well, then on I you. can put this. I'll be like you know. I'll just give you this one and see if you can top it. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a children's TV cartoon series called Liberty's Kids, and the clip uh, was uh, shown on uh, the soup. It's very obscure, but it's it's out there. It's floating around. I'd love to get the original series because I'm sure there's more there's more gems like this. There's nothing seditious about an intelligent woman wanting to keep well informed. That's for Black Dick to decide. <laughs> Boston, pass a tow line. Black Dick? That's what the sailors call Admiral Howe. Give us Black Dick and we fear nothing. But why do they call him Black Dick? Perhaps he has a dark temperament. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Clip of the day. <laughs> There's nothing to fear when Black Dick is around. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you for a juvenile laugh. It's always nice. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to top that, but I do have uh, I do have some bogative PR that I'd like to uh, like to introduce. We love bogative PR. Uh, and the first is an actual bogative PR move, and the second is uh, is an ad for uh, a drug which I'm dying to try out. Uh, so, uh, bogative PR first? Yeah, hit it. In Aurora, Colorado, a PR move gone wrong, very wrong. The movie theater where 12 people were shot to death last summer has offered families of the victims an invitation to attend its grand reopening. The families have declined, calling it a disgusting offer. I, I would say mission accomplished. How can he say it's a gone a PR move gone horribly wrong? It's like I know one thing: theaters back open. Wow. Right. Yeah. Who is that? Where did you get that clip? Um. Sound like Mansbridge from Canada. Um. No, I don't think so. No, I think it was CNN. CNN. Yeah, CNN. And here is uh, <clears throat> a new a new sleeping drug, which I'm dying to try out, Intermezzo. And uh, I think it has some highly desirable side effects. Go intermezzo? Sleep, like the singing? Yeah, Intermezzo. Okay. <laughs> Going to sleep may be easy, but when you wake up in the middle of the night, it can be frustrating. It's hard to turn off and go back to sleep. Intermezzo is the first and only prescription sleep aid approved for use as needed in the middle of the night when you can't get back to sleep. It's an effective sleep medicine you don't take before bedtime. Take it in bed only when you need it and have at least four hours left for sleep. Do not take Intermezzo if you have had an allergic reaction to drugs containing Zolpidem, such as Ambien. Allergic reactions such as shortness of breath or swelling of your tongue or throat may occur and may be fatal. 
You missed it. Don't talk over it. Don't talk over it. You're missing the best part. Have your tongue or throat may occur and may be fatal. <laughs> okay, you understand? <laughs> Intermezzo should not be taken if you have taken another sleep medicine at bedtime or in the middle of the night or drank alcohol that day. Do not drive or operate machinery until at least four hours after taking Intermezzo when you're fully awake. Driving, eating, or engaging in other activities while not fully awake without remembering the event the next day have been reported. <laughs> Abnormal behaviors may include aggressiveness, agitation, hallucinations, or confusion. Alcohol or taking other medicines that make you sleepy may increase these risks. In depressed patients, worsening of depression, including risk of suicide, may occur. Intermezzo, like most sleep medicines, has some risk of dependency. Common side effects are headache, nausea, and fatigue. So if you suffer from middle-of-the-night insomnia, ask your doctor about Intermezzo and return to sleep again. How? <laughs> I love the, your tongue may swell up and you might die. And, and you may not know that you were eating or walking around the next day. <laughs> so this is essentially a pill that, that works for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> and it's intermezzo, it's called that, because it's for in the middle of the night. So you wake up at four in the morning, and you and you go, oh, my God, it's four in the morning. Why am I awake? And I'm wide awake. Yeah. Let me go take a pill. Instead of saying, wow, I'm up at four in the morning, I could do some work here. I could be productive. Dishes. Exactly. I could be productive. Yeah, let me do something. <laughs> By the way, bong hits and bourbon also works. I'm reliably informed. And I think, I think that you should try that first. Uh, the best podcast in the universe in no way endorses intermezzo as an actual uh, aid to be used for sleeping. Yeah, take some warm milk will put you out. But even or that, do, read a read a boring book. When I wake up in the, in the middle of the night, I get up and I do something for an hour or two, and then I'm tired again. I'll go back to bed. I, and that, yeah, everyone yeah, should do that. that. You do that, or you don't do that anymore. No, I do that. That sounds that's a logical thing to do. If you wake up and you're awake, yeah. in other words, you can't go back to. You should fall asleep within seven minutes. So if you get up and you say, "Well, maybe you go back to sleep," and then you're still awake, you just can't. It doesn't happen that often, but yeah. it does. And just you get, get out of bed. Do something. Yeah, do something productive. Yeah. yeah. Write an essay. Yeah, write an essay. I've done that. Huh? <laughs> hey, good news, John. Very, very good news. Digicel, yeah. Digicel, the telecommunications giant, and Marriott International recently broke ground on a $45 million hotel in... Port, Haiti. Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Absolutely. Opening up in 2015. That's right. The 175-room hotel is a milestone for both companies. It's Marriott's first in Haiti and Digicel's first foray into tourism. I might want to point out, Digicel, you may remember, received a lot of support and, oh, what is that? Um, uh, oh, yeah. Money to put in, in, uh, put in place a, um, a micropayments uh, cell phone payment system in Haiti. They own the, uh, basically they own telecommunications in Haiti. So they took this money, and, and you, know, you can say it wasn't that money or some other money, it's bull crap. And they, and they, and they said, oh, we have all this money, and you know, oh, there's, you know, there's a couple hundred thousand people who are pooping their guts out because of cholera living in tents and eating dirt cakes, but we'll just make sure that you don't see that from our new hotel that we're going to build. It's just disgusting to me. This is in the New York Times who reports this as with the headline, 
business travelers in Haiti will have a new Marriott because there's so much <laughs> business to do in Haiti. Oh, yeah. In Haiti, well, there is, of course, you know, we have new uh, factories uh, where we put our slaves to work to build cheap garments. Of course, there's the gold and uh, and mining industry, as all of that was uh, uh, quickly arranged with the brand new president, who used to be a musician, uh, uh, Martelli, Magic uh, Sweet Mickey Martelli, the musician. After they kicked the other musician out because he was, you know, his britches became too big for him, and then to top it off. Here's an amazing story. Bill Clinton and George W. Bush are closing. Actually, they have now closed their Haiti fund. That's right. Um, Meg Galloway Pierce, vice president of marketing and communications of the fund, told the Associated Press that the Clinton-Bush Haiti fund term will terminate, it did, December 31st, because it will have spent all of the money it raised from business organizations and individuals. <laughs> So how, how much money do you think they, they raised that they spent? All this money. All the money from the Clinton-Bush Haiti Fund. By the way, this is the... We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. How much money do you think they raised and spent all of it, John? How much? How much? I have no idea. Just well, let's, it should be like $3 billion. $54.4 million. What? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Apparently, that whole pitch, that don't send blankets or water, just send your cash, all of the, the, the telethons, everything that all went to the, to the Clinton-Bush-Haiti fund was $54.4 million. I thought they collected like $3 billion. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, that is not correct. $54.4 million. I know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even... I, I can't even talk about it anymore. It, it, this really turns my stomach. And every single time we do another, we'll have another benefit for some bull crap to make you feel good. Not you, probably, John. But other people. Like, oh, I'll text my 10 bucks. And these elites, they steal it. That's amazing. They love they love stealing money. <laughs> Fifty. I think the Netherlands alone gave more than $54 million. It's crazy. And, and and Digicel, recipient of some of these funds, wherever they, whatever, apparently not from, uh, not just from uh, Clinton Bush Foundation, they're building a $45 million hotel. In fact, it's almost a one for one. Just boggles my mind. Fudge. Huh. Fudge, I tell you. How do you spell Digicel? D-I-G-I-C-E-L-L. Well, that's the way I'd spell it. It's not. That's not the way you spell it. No, I said that's the way I'd spell oh, it. Oh, okay. Because I can. I can give you the URL if you want. I just have to. Open I it actually. Now. You have a URL. I was actually wondering if they're publicly traded. Did you sell? Um, hold on a second. Where did uh, I got to reopen my thing here? Um, did you sell? Is it all one word? Let me just see. It is. Oh, it's one L. D I G I C E L. Did you sell? One word. Did you sell Jamaica? They're all over the. They're in the Caribbean, I guess. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's probably traded in some weird stock exchange. That's one who's on the board. Oh, that's a very good point. What well, can you find out? Any luck on this? Yeah, you can or? find out if I can find if I can get their symbol. 
Usually, unless it's trading I think, in the I summer. Think, I think their symbol yeah, the is... The Jamaican stock market. I'm not going to get very I think their far. symbol is an all-seeing eye with 666. <laughs> is, that, is that possible? Antigua and Barbuda. Uh, hold on. The lar- they are the country's largest employer. Hold on. I, I got a link here. New York team. They're in the Cayman Islands. That's where I bet you they're... Ten bucks, they, their headquarters are in the Caymans. Well, it says Dennis O'Brien. Is he the... After two years... I'm, I'm reading this here now. Impatient buyers returns and run, 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 run. who was okay. It's um, Dennis O'Brien, an impatient Irish billionaire who tends to make his points with a few choice profanities like "screw you, Haitian brownies," is determined to change all that. In a recent Sunday morning, blah, 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 his vast telecommunications company, Digicel, it might be Irish. Could be. Oh, you're not looking? You've given up? I'm looking now. Oh, I'm looking. No. I'm on the Wikipedia page for Dennis O'Brien. Yeah, okay. The guy looks like a like a piece of work. If you you know, like he yeah. he would chew you out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't? What he? are you looking me up for? <laughs> Get off my wiki page. <laughs> Got an MBA from Boston College. Mm. That's pretty funny. Mm. All right. Um. Okay. While you're looking anyway, that up, okay. we'll we'll look that up later. Well, while you're looking that up, let me do a little. Uh... I just want to remind everybody that I am still uh, maintaining killlist.curry.com. Uh, we've had quite a few entries in the past uh, week or two, and uh, another one uh, added today. Now, reports from northwest Pakistan say that a militant commander has been killed in a U.S. drone strike. Pakistani officials told the BBC that Mullah Nazir and at least five other militants were killed in the missile attack in south Waziristan. Do you notice uh, the use of the word militant uh, seems to have entered the vernacular? No longer is it just terrorists. No longer is it enemy combatants. No longer is it uh, Taliban, although that does come up later, I think. Militant seems to be. I mean, militant. A militant is a militant actually an enemy of ours. Uh, what is the definition no, of militant? Militant just means somebody that's that's agitated. Is that is that the actual shaking their fist? <laughs> Put it down, John. Put it down. Let me just militant. Let me see what the definition is of militant. So if you're shaking your fist, you can now get a drone. Let me see, militant. And I have. Uh, Adjective? No, we, that we want the noun. A person who is active in this way. What does that mean? As a militant? I, oh, in this way would be aggressive in support of a political or social cause, typically favoring extreme violent or confrontational methods. Oh, okay. That sounds right. Mm, okay. Let's uh, continue. Near the Afghan border. Well, more now from our Islamabad correspondent, Ali Makbul, who's been explaining how well-known Mullah Nazir is. He's one of the key uh, figures within the Taliban uh, in northwest Pakistan. He's a man who controlled a large part of south Waziristan, which is very much a Taliban uh, stronghold, particularly the area of Wana and towards the Afghan border. And certainly the Americans will be very pleased indeed that he is now gone because, of course... Are you pleased? I I didn't have never heard of the guy. Well, but uh, the Americans are very pleased. Well, I, like maybe an American is. I don't know who that no, might be. He said the Americans. I just want to make sure that you're pleased. 
Well, I'm not. No, I don't know any. I know I'm not pleased. The problem in Afghanistan is that they're not just fighting the Taliban there, but then those militants often escape across the border into Pakistan. And uh, Mullah Nazir was somebody who not only provided safe haven uh, within South Waziristan, but also provided fighters and material support for the insurgency across the border in Afghanistan. All right. So let me just explain this one more time, because uh, <clears throat> people who listen to the best podcast in the universe know that that you had never heard the word Waziristan ever before in your life until you heard it on this show. And the reason why is the pipeline, the, the Turkmenistan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, India pipeline is supposed to go through Waziristan. And these guys, you know, they should have paid them off, but I guess we're too cheap. And we're just not. And so they're saying, hey, get away with, from me with your pipeline. And everyone who's in the way, if you've got a village, you're in the way of the pipeline, you're going to get droned. And that's what's going on here. They're no threat to the American security anywhere. We're <laughs> that's for sure. We're invading on their... I mean, the, the BBC had a whole, an, an entire documentary, and no one asked the central question, which is, what, what danger are these people? What danger are they? Are they plotting in their yurt? No! They're protecting their turf, or they're angry about being infringed upon, and it's all about this stupid pipeline. You just have to, once in a while, we just have to stop and say, hold on a second. What is going on? Either that, or we're, we're in the middle of our game show. Win, lose, or drone! We really need to get that one going. <laughs> it's better than the postcode lottery. Well, the postcode lottery. Uh, I, I do have... Uh, Another book? Uh, what? Nothing. I just a postcode lottery. I just. Oh, <laughs> I thought you. I said. I thought you were like groaning at me, like. Uh, uh. I have a. There's a new Tom Cruise movie coming out. Uh, in in 2013 called Oblivion. Here's a little bit of the trailer. One six six. Back online. Sixty years ago, Earth was attacked. We won the war, but they destroyed half the planet. Everyone's been evacuated. Nothing human remains. We're here for drone repair. With a mop-up crew. <laughs> drone repair. <laughs> drone repair. Hey. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Open up. Are you in there? Yeah, what's you got up? Some drone repair. Been oh, no. called. <laughs> Hey, I didn't call drone repair. No, the drone called us. <laughs> awesome. Drone repair. Uh, All right. Um, let's see what we got. Oddball news from the United States that they didn't. You never. You you had your good view of the uh, of the uh, bill that passed, and you had some analysis. Uh, on Sky News, they took a different tact and they just found some oddball laws uh, they, to ridicule the Americans from the British side. A uh, couple of things are kind of interesting, s stuff people should know. The fiscal cliff and they're talking about the states, what's going on there. But other things came in and, you know, there's 400 other local and state measures have come in. Some cracking ones. If you go to Kansas you know, in um, Wellington, you're not allowed to own more than four cats. Got, and this is a law that's come in, and nobody's heard about this because obviously we were concentrating on the fiscal cliff. And Kentucky, you're not allowed to release feral hogs. You know, the number of stories that sort of get missed, but these are laws that are being given as much attention in the local area. And um, I don't know if you spotted at the bottom of that, but actually, if you go to Illinois, you're not allowed to have shark fin soup. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah, make fun of the Americans. 
cracking. I think just another word really. you'd never hear on the shows they give to us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't report that the uh, the president signed the uh, National Defense uh, Authorization Act 2013, would you? I mean, you wouldn't hear that where no. the uh, where the amendment to protect Americans was vitiated. I mean, that's a, and, and you know, that would be a good word for the Brits. Yeah, instead of cracking. Yeah, cra- <laughs> cracking. Yeah, he vitiated that cracking, cracking good amendment. No, they don't have. There's nothing like that. You no, don't want that no, kind of thing. Not, there's not. Um. Meanwhile, this is this is actually uh, you, you kind of went past me. This is the last bit of really serious dronage stuff I got to do. Um. So the uh, you know there was a lawsuit. Uh, the ACLU and a whole bunch of uh, journalists sued the government uh, over not releasing certain documents under the uh, Freedom of Information Act regarding the legality of droning American citizens. Okay? So you with me me so far? Yeah. Okay. So the lawsuit um, essentially said that. It's like, you know, it said, hey, we send in all these Freedom of Information Act uh, requests uh, requesting documentation that shows how you can legally drone people in other countries that we have not declared war upon, especially if some of those people might be uh, American citizens. And uh, so uh, the judge came back, and uh, and I have the the judgment here, and it says, I'll just I'll just read the uh, the pertinent uh, piece here. Uh, This court is constrained by law, and under the law, I can only conclude that the government has not violated Freedom of Information Act by refusing to turn over the documents sought in the Freedom of Information Act requests, and so cannot be compelled by this court of law to explain in detail the reasons why its actions do not violate the Constitution and laws of the United States. Because, I just got to go back here, um, the executive branch under the Constitution and laws of the United States uh, indeed has the power to not disclose this. And then the judge goes on to say, uh, the Alice in Wonderland nature of this pronouncement is not lost on me, but after careful and extensive consideration, I find myself stuck in a paradoxical situation in which I cannot solve a problem because of contradictory constraint and rules, a veritable catch-22. I can find no way around the thicket of laws and precedents that effectively allow the executive branch of our government to proclaim as perfectly lawful certain actions that seem on their face incompatible with our Constitution and laws while keeping the reasons for their conclusion a secret. How about them apples? I mean, Wow, that's a good find. Isn't it basically... If there was a clip, that would be clip <laughs> of the day. Isn't that basically... Doesn't that basically mean like, okay, we can kill you, and uh, it's legal, but we can't show you how it's legal. That's yeah, pretty much. That's, I mean, is is there any is there any way to uh, can I mean can this go to the Supreme Court? I mean, is there any way around the conundrum? Yeah, if you get killed, <laughs> you can sue the government. Yeah, and take it to the Supreme Court. Unfortunately, you're dead. Uh huh. But if if they drone you to death, I can sue on your behalf. Maybe, maybe not. They could, they could have some real interesting things regarding standing. 
which is your ability to sue on somebody else's right. behalf or concerning somebody else. Well, I could help Mimi and the kids do it, and I could report on it. Maybe, but they probably get droned in the meantime. <laughs> uh, I would say uh, there's not a – you know, the Supreme – I don't know. I don't know how it could be done. I mean they've been suing. There's a number of the ACLU and a bunch of other guys are suing over this. Well, this is, uh, but this is this... wrongful death suit would be the way to go. It seems yeah. to me. Yeah. But it, and you know, it, the thing that really bums me out is you know this is so this is sealed. Uh, the documentation is under seal, and of course it will one day be declassified when we actually are dead. That's the thing that bugs me is we'll never get to see this because I mean these things are sealed for what fifty years, seventy five years. I mean they're sealed forever, and of course it will be declassified eventually, and somewhere in the future. Some schmucks on a podcast and they go, oh, man, can you believe this crap? Read what they had to go through, stupid slaves. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I'm bummed about it. Well, that brings up the clip I have here, which, uh, you, yeah, you could be bummed about it. Uh, the 60,000, you know, now the numbers are coming out of how many people are dead in Syria. Yeah, whatever they say, sure. Whatever they say, but here's what I, I have a take on this. Over 60,000 people have been killed since Syria's uprising began in March 2011. That's according to an independent report by the UN. A study commissioned by UN Human Rights Commissioner Navi Pillai took data from sources including the government and opposition groups. The numbers have been steadily increasing as the conflict drags on. All right, your take. Jeb, so Jeb I'm thinking, you know, if... if uh, if we had gotten more involved with some oh, fly, you know... No Some fly zone. No fly zone. We could have jacked that number way up. <laughs> I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. More dead Syrians. In the morning. <laughs> Darling, could I have a Jameson? Love. Here comes Mr. Jameson now. Yeah, I'd love Harvey one. Lee, we want to thank in Federal Way, Washington, for $120.13. Since I could not find a note from you, Harvey. Too many dead uh, people. I, I need to drink. There's too many dead people. Yeah, I'll go drinking. Yeah, this is show 475. We're thanking our, our producers. Alan Silver. It's Alan, just plain Alan in Silverdale, Washington, 8850. After listening to your show, I switched on the car radio to my local NPR station, KPLU, 88.5. And the very first thing I hear was, it's not too late to support your favorite listener-supported program. And so in honor of that request, here's 8850 to my favorite listener-supported program. There you go. Perfect. Yay. And the best podcast in the universe. How about a you-can-take-that-to-the-bank-fiscal-cliff-parliament-mumble-karma oh, for all on. the taxpayers. Happy New Year from oh, Alan. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> Take that to the bank. Wait a minute. Take that to the bank. Fiscal cliff. What else? Parliament mumble. Parliament Come. mumble. Okay. Jeez, Louise, I wasn't ready for it. Okay. Jeez. One, uh, two. Where's take it? Where's take it to the bank? I don't know where take it to the bank is. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. I don't know where it is. I'm sorry. I don't know where it oh, is. Oh, well. Oh, here it is. You can take that to the bank. A and a karma. There you go. Finally. Got it. Sorry. Ugh. You've got karma. It's not easy doing this stuff. Andrew Ott in Wahoo, Nebraska at 7897. Happy New Year. Thanks for the public service. Radu Purtuk in 70 parts unknown, 7692. 
Uh, Ian and Alan love this show and entertainment. <laughs> is, since I'm sending some love in exchange with every penny, wish you both and your loved ones a prosperous new year. Um, William Johnson, Marietta, Georgia. Uh-oh. 69! 69, dudes! Hey, Jack and Alan, here's a little value for value to keep the best podcast in the universe going. Could I get a little don't eat me over the cliff karma for my wife's job search? Okay, don't eat me over the cliff. Uh, that means fiscal cliff, I guess. Yeah, the scream. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you know, it's like you're going too fast. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> You've got karma. <laughs> yeah, That's kind of a good combo. Like yeah, that. Heinrich Ulbricht in Dresden, Deutschland. Or some, what's the new one? Deutsch, what was the one somebody came up with? Deutschland. Deutschland. I thought it was finally time to donate. Grandma said I should spend the money for something I like, and so be it. <laughs> Please give a New Year karma shot to my lovely girlfriend, Katya, who always complains when I turn on your voices. Let's see if the karma cares about that. <laughs> Love your deconstruction, especially when it covers Europe. All the best from Dresden. It's imagine that. Donation, Germkin something. Anyway. Heinrich, so. turn off those douche nozzles. I do not like them. You've got karma. Come here and take off my lederhosen. Daryl in Green, Maine, sixty nine, sixty nine in the morning. John and Adam, just call me Daryl from Green, Maine. Mm -hmm. I've been donating anonymously for a couple of years or so, according to the No Agenda Nation. I've been a knight for some time, so here's the sixty nine, sixty nine donation to claim the knighthood for myself and keep the streak going. Could I get some get laid karma if it's not too much to ask for? And an in the morning jingle we don't hear as often as we want to. Oh, okay. Love the show. In the morning, you've got. Karma. There you go. Potter Greek Media. Sean, as a matter of wait, fact. Wait, wait, that, wait. That ended our streak. Oh, no. There it goes. Yeah. 69! 69, 69, dude! Three? Uh, it's over now. It's over. It's uh, probably. It's Potter, over. Geek Me Potter, Potter Geek Media. Sean, Cinnamonson, New Jersey. 6933. Uh, it's uh, Sean, the Taco Bell slave. Back to support the best podcast in the universe once again after quite a long hiatus of just getting by. I've been a boner for too long. However, my girlfriend, Kiara, has certainly uh, loved my boners this past year. But I know you deserve some support for all that you have done last year. Thanks for the awesome news analysis, laughs, and insights. That's why I continue to listen. Can I get my favorite combo? The science is in. Dedouching karma with a don't eat me, Hillary. <laughs> is that it? Ready? Yeah. If okay. you can. The science is in. You've been deduced. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. You've got he, karma. He does say that if a Taco Bell slave can donate, anyone can. Exactly. Sixty nine thirty three. Exactly. Damien, Damien, a relative. Damien Curry. In Melbourne, Australia, 6666. Wow. Please thank Leo for putting me on your podcast. He's, and he goes and he says something <laughs> nasty about Leo. Very nasty. Anyway, many thanks for the quality of your work and try to donate again as funds become available. I leave you with a passing observation. Do you think the humans here are from an alien race put on this planet to F it up? Well. Survey says. Know. No, no. We just fudge it up all by ourselves. Royce Kakami in Aia, Hawaii, uh, 6464. 
In the morning, Happy New Year. To start uh, off the new year, I'd like to give Cody a dedouching and a shot of karma and a yay. What? Okay, that's a tough one. You can work on no, that. I can, way. For, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. For Courtney, Aaron, Portia, Kelly F., Palom, Chris H., Jason, Andrew, Cody, Mega64, Jabroni Pictures, and all the internet soldiers. Uh, and last but not least, the fine folks at BG Bandits. All of you take care, be safe, and hopefully we'll survive another year. Royce. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Yay! <laughs> Kyle Kinzel in Green Bay, Wisconsin, 5510. Please call out all employees who can't work their scheduled shifts as douchebags. Douchebags. Douchebags like them that forced me to have to work an eight-hour shift starting at 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Can I get a squirrel two to the head karma to help me get through my transition at work at, to being a manager? Yeah. Keep up the fantastic work. Squirrel. You've got karma. We have a no-name uh, person, Natchitoches, Louisiana. Natchitoches. Huh. Nakotish. Nakotish. Nakotish? N-A-T-C-I-T-O-C-H is Nakotich. How do you get the K in there? I'm just reading the note. Nakotish is what he says. Reminding you of some history in the 19th century, they called them railroad senators, bought and paid for literally uh, to vote the right way. So why are you surprised about Feinstein? She's just a 20th century surveillance senator. Google, Facebook, along with some nameless NSA installations, all in her backyard. She's protecting the base by backing these bills. Call me Jason Bourne of history. You are. A little hate Jason, citizen. Two, he is the Jason Bourne of history. Jason Bourne of history. Yeah. Uh, hey, citizen, too delicious karma. Hey, citizen. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma. Nailed it. Scott Fishman, 5050 from Bloomfield Heights, Michigan. No comment. Donald uh, Philipchuk, Philipchuk in okay. Calgary, $50.01. Just sending a few bucks. You can just get by living the American dream. Here's a donation to get the year started right. 1616 plus 3333 for shipping and handling for his Eagle of Peace and Knighthood ring. Didn't we have him last time? Yeah, we did. He, I think he got knighted last time. And he, by the way, it's not 1616. It's 1668 for some unknown reason. I think we did all this. No, uh, no, 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 it's a new one. It's a new one. Okay, well, give a big douchebag to PayPal. Douchebag. The Canadian loony is more valuable than the U.S. buck. Official rate, $1, e one Canadian dollar equals a buck oh one U.S. Uh, and they still ding me on the exchange. I was so excited to become a knight and also in the midst of a week-long cold while skiing in beautiful B.C., I forgot to ask for a de-douching. Please give me a hey, citizen, will you will obey de-douche karma. All the best for 2013. <laughs> Oh, bless you, darling. Miss Mickey is really sick. Uh-oh. Yeah, she got, like, the flu. You okay, darling? We're D3. Giving, we're, we're, giving D3. You, we're giving you karma. She, she needs to go home. Take some more of the Jameson. We, the Jameson. That the, yeah, the Jameson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, we are now alcoholics. <laughs> uh, what do we want? That's how you get. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, what, what was his uh, combo? It was, uh, hey, citizen, you will obey. De-douching? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Karma. Wow. Hey, citizen. You will obey. You've been de-douched. 
You've got karma. Right, come on, man. That's four. I mean, it's stretching, right? It's harder for me to do. Yeah, try to keep it down to three, three people. Please, people. Sir Alan Bean, our knight in Oakland, who sends us – just by the way, there's a number of people that do this. They send us – and one guy sends a uh, a, a, a donation uh, on PayPal that varies from eight cents to five bucks to sometimes ten bucks depending on the show. And oh, just like Alan a, Bean sends fifty once a month or so, but he said he mentions last Sunday's show was exceptional. So he was in the glad right you in there it. with the glad fifty dollar donation for last, essentially for last Sunday's show, which was an excellent show. Glad you liked it, uh, Sir Borislav Marinoff in Eliso Viejo is also in fifty bucks. Uh, sends some karma to the young knight Yassin who is having surgery next week. Aww. And finally, two wait, more wait, fifty dollars. Hold on, I gotta send the karma. Oh, I gotta send the karma. Hello. Uh, yeah. ooh, ooh. You've got <laughs> karma. Karma, karma, karma. Uh, Greg Brunsell, Sir Greg in Kenosha, Wisconsin, fifty dollars, an anonymous donation. It turns out from uh, somewhere in Texas, fifty dollars. And finally, uh, Benjamin Blondin from Walton. I don't have. I gotta stretch this out to see what it says. I won't stretch. <laughs> Stretch Walton me. Hills, Walton Hills, Ohio, and he wants, uh, I can't read his note, it's got all garbled, pretty sure I reached Knighthood weeks back, emailed Johnny, said look into it, sounds like the Cycles book, yeah, very funny, here's $50 <laughs> towards 2013's night pin, uh, and apparently he only has, you have 930, so you're not quite there yet, according to uh, Buzzkill Jr. Oh, Buzzkill Jr., Buzzkilling, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he said something about Atlas Shrugged. Oh, boy. Let's uh... Atlas Shrugged. By Ayn Rand. I got, so, a, uh, I, got a, I, I got a gratuitous one here that I feel like I, I, something in me, in my body, told me I had to do this one, if you don't mind. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. Hey, John and Adam, Wicked Slave here. Now, Wicked Slave has been around the show for, uh, for a while and has donated before. But this is a, kind of a, a basic uh, plea for help. Wicked Slave here. Sorry for messaging you without donating. I've run into a bit of trouble and could really use some karma. On New Year's Day, my aunt found out I was Wiccan and kicked me out of my rump. Luckily, a co- <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, a co-worker is allowing me to crash on her couch while I re- recuperate. And I figured it's probably... Good policy, John, for you and I to be on the good side of the Wiccans, if you know what I mean. You've got karma. <laughs> I, I think it's just, you know, it's, it might not be yeah. a bad idea because, you know, they tend to like, you know. Yeah, I know they do these crazy, they put the, the candles the hex on. candles around the bathtub and stick, yeah, stick a knife in you. Lots of candles around the bathtub, though. <laughs> stick a knife in you. So, That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured we might as well, you know, you, you, you want the good karma from the Wiccans. I, I felt it was okay. I think we can take a little, it's like a down payment. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Wiccans uh, will support the show. We know Wicked Slave has in the past, so there you go. Uh, thank you very much for uh, kicking off 2013 with support for the best podcast in the universe. We highly appreciate that. Uh, I think you're getting your money's worth. It is totally value for value. That's the entire system. Uh, we're not putting anything behind a paywall like Andrew Sullivan. You know, like, oh, you can get free me. It's not a freemium model. Can you imagine that? If you had to, if you had to say to people, oh, uh, I have a freemium model. It just sounds so what wrong. Freemium? What is that? Oh, you don't have, you never heard of freemium? 
I've heard it, but it's like one of those cornball venture capitalist terms. Exactly, exactly. The whole idea. It's is, freemium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think that's uh, how Al Gore sold uh, Al, uh, sold the current to Al Jazeera. It's like freemium. You know, you you show people this, and then you know you tell them the good stuff is somewhere else when they pay for it. But it never is freemium. No, we we give it to you. We give you the show free. There it is. Boom. Anywhere. Take it. Do as you wish. Mash repost it up. Repost it. Chop it. We please. Hope you repost, repost it. it. Uh, of course, we always had the bit torrents. Uh, seed it. Seed us. Seed us. Seed, seed, us. seed me, baby. Seed us. We need seeding. And above all, support us. Dvorak.org slash N-A. It's your birthday, birthday. I'm no Oh, real short and easy today as we kick it off. Uh, James Herka turned 24 yesterday, and we congratulate him and say happy birthday from all of your pals here at the best podcast in the universe. It's your birthday, yeah. And of course, because uh, we have tons of people who uh, got in just in time for the new year, we have uh, a slew of knights who are all going. And now, are these brand new 2013 knights, even though they completed in 2012? Uh, well, we do have the one knight who uh, got in as the first knight. Is that which is Craig, Sir Craig of Manamana, Manamana, right. and and right. uh, <laughs> even though Baron Palsmacher is also in that group, actually Craig's came in right, at, like you said, at one minute before midnight. Um, I think they're all be 2013 knights. Okay, well then, grab that, grab that, that thing. Okay, here you go. Very good. Daryl of Green, Craig Whiting, Sir Craig of Menomina, Paul Boyer, Julian Cowley, Terry Heyman, Spiros Bettis, Ryan Burgett, James Herka, Roy Strayan, who will be a Black Knight, and Ben Nidus, also Black Knight. I hereby pronounce the All Knights of the Noah Jenner Round Table for your support in the amount of $1,000 or more. Welcome to the Knights of the Noah Jenner Round Table 2013 edition. For you, hookers of low rent, poison, chardonnay, hot pants, of booze, wenches, of beer, rubinets, women, and rose, geists, and sake, vodka, vanilla, bong hits, and bourbon, sparkling cider, and escorts, and mutton and mead, all here at the Round Table. Thank you again. Thank you to everyone who supported our show. Thank you, Baron von Pelsmarkers. Uh, looking forward to the new castle. And uh, thank you for listening and propagating the formula. It's, uh, Are you reading that? You've memorized that crazy th- list? Yes. Well, I, yes. And I added the... I, He's a pro, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. And I added the bomb so, hits and bourbon, which I... I want to mention to these knights at 2013, nice that they will all get rings because they all came yes, in for the uh, Yeah, they came deadline. in on time. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Now entering second half of show. Now entering second half of show. Now entering second half of show. There's the theremin. I want one. Somebody's got to find me a real theremin. I bet you we can get a theremin for you. Okay. So I told you can that you we imagine, were. By the way, yeah, can what? you imagine me having a theorem in here? It would probably interfere with this computer, like because so, of all the crazy RF coming off that thing. I love it. I, I, think, I wouldn't be able to, to use it. I bet you. I bet you. There's. I bet you. Someone. One of our producers has a theorem in somewhere that we can uh, use on the show. I bet you. Oh, somebody should. I hope somebody has a sling box in New York. 
And if anyone um, can g- get us in touch with Maradona in Argentina, that would be appreciated. Well, by the way, a sling box in <laughs> Australia would be awesome. <laughs> okay. So I love it. <clears throat> I love it. I love it. I love it. When we get to cross off another thing out of the Red Book. And I think that I have... I mean, we've had so many pieces of proof. We started off the show with with diehard proof that Hillary Clinton's getting uh, a face job. Um, now, something that I've been all over for more than a year. Actually, been over for much, much longer. And this is the existence of what I will uh, generally call earthquake machinery. Um, now, many people scoff and laugh at me, but of course, you can't really do that because I've shown you many times, I've linked to it, I'll link to it again in 475.nashownotes.com, uh, the actual testimony of Secretary of Defense Cohen, uh, who testified that many other nations were using biological weapons such as earthquake machines, and we needed to have them as well. You recall this, John? Apparently, there's some mention of earthquake machines in a UN document. Yes. Well, it, but this is actual uh, testimony in our own United States Congress. So we don't even need it in the U.S. The U.N. called for uh, that no one should have these biological weapons. And what Secretary of Defense Cohen said was, yeah, we probably should have our own just in case. So when Fukushima, when the uh, earthquake occurred, and they've had several large earthquakes off the coast of Japan since and many prior, but uh, this tsunami thing was pretty crazy. It knocked out the, uh, the reactor, uh, which, of course, uh, has prompted Japan now to stop all nuclear energy. Germany said stop all nuclear energy. Be very afraid of nuclear energy. It's all going to melt down. Your fish are radioactive. We're all going to die. Oh, it's the cloud is floating over. Well, we're not dead yet, and I uh, uh, submit to you that uh, this is a cabal move against nuclear energy, and now, of course, we'll all be told to move to liquid natural gas. Do uh, you do you remember, uh, I guess it was a couple of months after the... Uh, Fukushima event that we were getting all these emails from people that say, oh, the thing is going to blow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's proof positive. It's going to blow Every, up. Everyone's, get, no agenda should be on this. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. Die, I tell you, die from radiation. Now, the problem I had with the earthquake, and I and I said it the day after it happened. I said, this was... A planned event. It was a very, very, very shallow earthquake. You remember, it was like one kilometer, if even that, according to the seismology. Um, and I had a problem with it. I said, "This feels to me like this was set in motion." Um, we uh, there was. Remember, we even tracked like some company that had some weird apparatus they set up. There's all all kinds of things pointing to a man-made event that caused this tsunami. And uh, of course. Yeah, I'm crazy, moon landing guy, global warming denier, Holocaust denier, Republican, racist, whatever you want. Listen to this report from New Zealand. A secret operation in the 1940s to develop a tsunami bomb in coastal waters on the Whangaparoa Peninsula north of Auckland has been uncovered. The United States and New Zealand conducted secret tests of the bomb designed to inundate coastal cities, but the operation, codenamed Project SEAL, was shelved just months before the atomic bomb was used on Japan in 1945. The secret plans were uncovered during a search by the author and filmmaker Ray Waru. 
over a period of several months, they carried out almost 4,000 test explosions to kind of calibrate the size of the explosions, the number of explosions, and the depth an explosion in the water would need to be in order to create um, a tsunami effect. Ray Wadu, who uncovered secret tests to develop a tsunami bomb in New Zealand waters. So you can call me whatever you want, but there is proof, proof that the United States tested 4,000 tsunami bombs before they dropped an actual atomic bomb on Japan. So you think for one second that these a-hole oil cabal elitists, would you put it past them that they would blow one of these things off to make nuclear energy seem really scary? I question you, Jeb. Well, you know, uh, I don't think they have the wherewithal, but I mean, it would be within the, well, they have the money. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe when they do those deep drill, those deep holes, they get the same gear. They can put something down in there and blow it up. I don't know. I, it seems unlikely. I just want to point out, well, unlikely. We do have, you know, earthquakes actually do exist. Yeah, but this is a very shallow one. It created, yeah, I know it was a weird one. It was a weird one, but I called it immediately, and here is proof that there were tsunami bombs for Japan. Well, maybe they put, how about this for a concept? <laughs> no, you can't, you just stop. You can't refute it. Well, go ahead, what's your concept? They were testing these things, and they, they planted a bunch of them, and that one didn't go off until then. <laughs> Adios, it's like one of those mofo. old bombs. They got these bombs in London. They find them every once in a while. Off. <laughs> hey, man. It went off accidentally. <laughs> There's one left over. <laughs> sure. Sure. Hey, can I, you know, there's something weird I noticed over here. All the cars, uh, uh, but, even, but even like really high-end taxis like Mercedes, they have this economy mode. And when you echo pull, mode, yeah, yeah, is this exists in America? Where do you know what this does? This echo mode, yeah, what it exists, existed for twenty years. I oh have yeah, a, what does it do? It uh, apparently change. It makes no. the engine get a little better. No, 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 no. This is a different echo mode. Right. When you when you pull up to a stoplight, or if you stop, the engine cuts out. Oh, one of those deals. Oh, I hate that. It's the most annoying thing. And is and is this supposed to actually do anything? And well, then we, I here's here's one of the I you know I've been testing cars, but I've been doing this for, for a number of years. All the all the cars here have it, by the way. All, it's like you know, it's like it must be required by Gen- law. Well, all, the, all the all the hybrids obviously do, but it's not a problem because they're electric. But the uh, these are not hybrids; these are just a regular. Yeah, I know regular, regular cars. cars. Well, General Motors about uh, I think about five or six years ago came out with a, a bunch of cars with this feature, and. Uh, so they wanted me to test one of them, just drive it around with them, and it was a truck, a pickup truck. And so they, I met him over here somewhere, and I gr- jumped into the thing, and I, and they said, and it was fine. It didn't seem to, you know, it's you stop at a stoplight, the engine drops dead, and then you punch it, and then you wait until yeah. a millisecond is going. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, but, kind of. So I said, well, let me check it. Let me see how this thing really is any good. And so I, which I do anytime there's a car around here to drive around, I always take it up this unbelievably steep hill called Marin that takes you right to the top of Grizzly Peak. It's a real painful hill to go up and a painful hill to come down. Right, so then you stopped halfway, the engine cuts off. And it go back about a mile <laughs> before it comes on. So I'm, I'm, I'm up there at the stop sign, but I'm at a, like a 30-degree incline, and I let go 
stupid to go to step on the gas, and be, and I do step on the gas, but the car is already rolling backwards, and it goes back about twenty feet. I said, this doesn't seem safe to me, <laughs> and so I so they took they never talked to me for a but while. But is, is there any that. evidence that uh, that this actually like saves the planet? I mean, what is it it's supposed dumb. to do? What is it supposed to do? Is it's it supposed to... Well, what it does, if you're in a traffic jam and stop dead, yeah. it stops the engine and doesn't just waste gas as you sit there. I mean, that's all it does. What it, but when you start the engine, it doesn't that take extra gas? Did you really save yeah. anything? It a, yeah, a little bit more, yeah. <sighs> it's not that much. But it, it's it's unnerving because I'm not used to it, and you know, um, and we take a cab somewhere, and at, at the stoplight, like... It's like, dude, your engine just quit. Just it, it feels weird. And luckily, there's no. Got to be hard on the battery. And uh, and doesn't it cut off the air conditioning? They don't need it here, obviously. But wouldn't that cut off the air, the AC as well? Nah, they could be running on battery. <laughs> Do you know the battery cars? That's not how it's hooked up. I mean, American air conditioners, obviously, and I think this has changed in a lot of cars. Is is done by the belt of the engine, but there's other ways of doing it. Did you know that that in in eighteen 97, actually it really didn't really start until 1904, I think, that electric cars were all the rage, that the, the Rausch and Lang uh, electric car, that that was like the big, they were producing, I think, 50 a month or 200 a month, and that everyone was driving electric cars in 1904 until they came out with, uh, with uh, the uh, combustion engine. Did you know yeah, when, it was, when they came out with the more practical combustion engine. You know, you could drive and then put some more gas in it and drive but some here, more. But here's the thing. To... What kind of battery? Were they using lead acid batteries? Yeah, they or... had to be. I mean, that's the thing that, that hasn't really imp- – I mean, is it just me or – can't we come up with a better battery? It seems like – I, I wonder I was about this. For, when I was writing for Forbes, I was doing a lot of energy stories about different technologies, including like the is zinc that, air. Is that battery. why you're no longer writing for Forbes? <laughs> No, it was a long story. There, I got time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm writing these stories. So I got into the, the scene quite a bit, and I still kind of keep up. And I ran into – I was talking to all the guys who do these really weird and exotic batteries will tell you the same thing. Battery technology hasn't really changed in any meaningful way. I mean it's changed. It's been tweaked. And you know the, the lithium batteries are interesting, but this is all tweaks. On, on old inventions that go back, almost everything's public domain, that go back, you know, 100 years. Batter, right. did, no one's come up with a new battery idea. Or has it just been suppressed, perhaps? Believe me, no. It hasn't been suppressed. Some magic battery zero-point <laughs> energy. Yes! Yeah, yes. you just get it out of the air. The energy's around you, man. It's around you. It's argon energy. Well, you know, you can you can stick a basically a, a metal pipe in the earth and get and get to, and power a light bulb, a small one, but you can power a small light bulb. I mean, there is indeed energy all around us. That's you. It's undeniable. Yeah, man. That's right. Are you being a dick to me? Is that is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> I, come on, you know I believe in this stuff. I think it has been suppressed. I think. The, oh we, yeah. It was Tesla. They that they in the water that you can burn. They well they they burned all of his uh, research, all of his documents. You know that guy had something going on. You know he had he had some ideas that were way good. Don't you well, think? Well, I mean, I don't like the idea of burning documents. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, these inventions are uh, 
They're out there. There's, if somebody could come up with a great new battery technology, especially in this market where everybody wants, I mean, right now the, the and I'm going to, you know, I mentioned I've driven all the battery cars and clutch cars, and uh, the battery cars are a non-starter for me. I mean, it's it's fine. The the Volt is the only one that's acceptable, as are the plug-in hybrids, because if you don't have a motor, I get, at some point you're going to go out somewhere and you're not going to get be able to get back. It's no good. No, I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just still, I'm thinking that there's and got... by the way, the other thing, if you want to talk about old ideas, which is still viable, one of the other popular cars around the 1920s, I suppose, was the steam engine car. The Stanley Steamer was one of the most famous, and the things apparently could go like a bat out of hell, really go fast. What was the fuel were, supply? Was it uh, coal? Just a little gas burner. Oh, yeah. Be anything. You'd have kerosene, you know, just, just something to heat up the tank. To make the steam. Yeah, that would work. And once the thing that. got steam, you know, got a head of steam going, you could just go like crazy. Well, but that's it. Now you've, thank you, congratulations, you've essentially just created nuclear energy because that's what nukes do is they just heat up water and then there's a turbine. And right, then, and there's no yeah. reason you can't have a small, a very, with, I think it's with, with, with a Tesla turbine. Tesla, a little bitty. Tesla turbine. Know, yeah, that Tesla turbine. Come on, these things are amazing. You need a little, you could get a small nuke. Uh, plant that is a size of a of a computer mouse yes about that big yep, yep. and you'd have that in your car it would be a perpetual it'd last for 100 years yep. and you'd and you'd be a steam engine of some sort or whatever you want to use yep. and and you just drive it around forever you don't you just one one payment you're done and we call it the black dick okay in the morning <laughs> yay yay Onward. Um, where's, my, where's my list of clips? I don't know what you're. I got my list here. I don't know. You want to hear a funny Sharpton clip? Oh, I love Sharpton. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is obviously someone who called in to. Sharpton has a radio show, I guess. Maybe he has a room. Maybe this, yeah, I believe he does. I think he has a radio show. Someone called him, set him up. And then his answer, of course, was priceless. Any civilized society, you do not see massacres continue to happen from Tucson to Aurora to uh, uh, Columbine to Virginia Tech to where we are now in, in, uh, uh, in Newtown to Chicago. And you keep the same laws when clearly they're not working. What happens when the criminal goes to knives, Al? Then you deal with knives. <laughs> what did he say? I couldn't understand a word of this. So he's like, from Aurora to Columbine to Newtown, blah, blah, blah. You have to deal with the problem. And then the caller says, what happens when the criminals go to knives, Al? And he says, then you deal with knives. Because we <laughs> take oh. away the knives. <laughs> yeah, they have to register knives in some parts. By the way, um, Sandy Hook. Uh, interesting. So remember last show we were talking about how uh, there was a, a massacre in Australia, and um, and because of that, uh, there was a big ban on uh, certain types of weapons in Australia. Yeah. So that was the Port Arthur ma massacre, and uh, Steve G, one of our producers, I think he might be from Australia, uh, pointed me towards the Book of Knowledge entry in Wikipedia, and here's what's interesting about that, because you know I said you know could this be like our Port Arthur, Port Arthur Massacre. Here's what he pointed out to me in the Book of Knowledge. Martin Bryant, 
Bless you, darling. He is the, uh, the guy who eventually pleaded guilty to the crime. He was from Newtown. A oh, sub- really? A suburb of Hobart. How about that, huh? That's a good one. That's like a New World Order kind of Illuminati type of thing. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. And now, of course, there's all kinds of weird stuff happening where I have the list here. Um, uh, police, a high school student arrested for doodling. Uh, <laughs> he, he doodled like a something that looked like a gun. Uh, arrested oh, kid. please. Uh, Maryland, this is pathetic. Maryland Elementary School suspends six-year-old boy who pointed finger and said, pow. <laughs> and then we have... Uh, in San Francisco, uh, up in your neck of the woods, this report. And it was a dark poem, and in the wake of the Connecticut tragedy, it raised red flags and triggered a quick response by school officials. So this is a, a girl who uh, wrote a poem. And now the student is facing the possibility of being expelled. Woo-hoo! I understand the killings in Connecticut. I know why he pulled the trigger. Those words in Courtney Webb's poem prompted school officials at the Life Learning Academy on Treasure Island to suspend the 17-year-old senior until further notice. Why are we oppressed by a dysfunctional community of haters and blamers? The meaning of the poem is just talking about society and how I understand why things like that incident happen. So it's not like I'm agreeing with it, but that's how the school made it seem. Courtney says she didn't turn the poem in as an assignment. Instead, the teacher discovered it in class and took it to the principal. What? Courtney says she's turned in dark poems about suicide and sadness in the past with no problem. It's a genre she likes. For example, the only person I could think of would be like Stephen King. Like, he writes weird stuff all the time. That doesn't mean he's going to go do it or act it out. Exactly. That's a very smart young woman there. How crazy. Yeah, she should be encouraged. Yeah, she, she should be getting, she should be valedictorian. Oh, yeah, screw her, screw her, <laughs> stick it to her. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that just nuts? Uh, this is, but this kind of thing, just, it's the only thing that really galls me the most. Yeah, I know. Well, I, ha- I have a thing here that is deconstruction worthy. So, um, and, and, you know, we've stayed away from Sandy Hook because we know it's, there's a whole bunch of stuff wrong with that. We know. I mean, there's all. I mean, now it's you know, it's, uh, it's undecipherable. Hold on, the there's bullet holes in cars outside, but from teachers who were killed inside, and there's bullet holes from inside the car going out. I mean, th- you can't even make this stuff up anymore. That's how crazy. If you, I, 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 I do put the uh, the links in the show notes four seven five dot show notes dot com. We're not going to discuss that. What I do want to discuss is this lawsuit. So. One of the surviving kids, six-year-old girl, who was actually been on, uh, you've seen her interviewed here and there, certainly on CNN. Her family uh, started a lawsuit, then retracted the lawsuit, $100 million lawsuit, and the lawyer was on CNN. One minute of clip of him, and then I want to talk about it because I think that uh, it's very obvious what is going on here. But listen very, very carefully to everything he's saying. Uh, he, and he's a nut job as well, obviously. Otherwise, it wouldn't fit in the script. And it was a dark poem. And in the way- oh, Sorry, wrong one. Here we go. An attorney in Connecticut has withdrawn this request to sue the state for $100 million in the wake of the Sandy Hook school shooting. This attorney represents the family of the six-year-old girl who witnessed and survived the shooting just from a couple weeks ago. He says the state failed to take steps to protect the children from harm. He is uh, Irving Pinsky. He is w- Ivan Pinsky. He is with us this morning. 
forgive me, I have two different versions of your first name. You're perfect. It's her. Uh, okay. <laughs> Mr. Pinsky, uh, good morning. Let me, let me just first ask you this. You know, with regard to this young girl, um, wh what, what is the family telling you? Why go after the state of Connecticut? Well, that's not really their decision, even though legally it is technically. The truth is that it's our legal strategy, and we're not only going after the state of Connecticut. But what we had to do to get the state of Connecticut was we had to file a request for permission to sue them. You can't even just sue them. That's the law in Connecticut and many other states. So we filed it, and then we got new evidence coming in. Plus, we had all this backlash of uh, intense nervousness. So we withdrew it, but we reserved all rights to bring it again within the next year. Well, let's talk about, a little bit about the backlash. I mean, John and I were both in Newtown a couple weeks ago. It's the toughest story I've ever covered. Very tenuous uh, there right now. And I imagine just so recent after what's happened to these, these young people uh, that, that you have gotten quite a bit of backlash. Why continue if, if you so will choose to do so? Well, the it's a natural reaction to get that backlash. I know that. But on the other hand, when I get called, I have to save the evidence. I can't wait for the attorney general to get their evidence or the police to get their evidence. As a lawyer, I'm looking for different evidence that they are. So I had to go in early. And that was not made clear to the public because there's so much of the fog of disaster. So I just was doing my job, and I'm still doing it, and I've got a year to file the request. Real quick, what kind of backlash are you talking about? So there's a, it's like a six-minute interview with this guy that you can uh, it's linked in the show notes. Uh, but I know what I'm hearing. What are you hearing in this? I'm not hearing uh, what you're hearing. What are you hearing? I'm hearing shut up money is what I'm hearing. The kid clearly saw what happened. The guy goes and immediately files the request. No intent to, to sue anything, but he has to file and withdraw. He gets a whole year then. He wants shut up money. Yeah. That's what this that is about. It's shut up hush money. Hush money is the word. I call it shut up money. $100 million. Shut up slave money. Shut up, <laughs> shut up slave money. $100 million. It's very obvious. And he's like, I've got the evidence. There's new evidence. I have. I can't wait for the other evidence. And the guy's got evidence. Evidence. Yeah. Well, that means this will never come to, no, to the No, of course front. not. Of course not. But that, you know, why else? Like, I mean, the guy probably should be bought off for a meal. Hmm. Someone wasn't included in the deal. That's for sure. Yeah, apparently. Or some, <laughs> some, something, some, there's a hole in the story. Yeah. Let's just hope they, uh, nothing weird happens after that. Um, I've got, there's a good report from Iraq, uh, Iraq that was, uh, just played in Europe. You've probably seen this up, but I swear that none of this is coming over here about Iraq falling apart. It's actually falling apart. Welcome back. It's time for Focus. Tonight we're turning our attentions to Iraq, a country blighted by sectarian rivalry a full year after U.S. troops withdrew. Well, Sunnis complain that they're being sidelined by the Shiite government of Nouri al-Maliki. They've been staging large protests for more than a week and even managed to block key trade routes. Prime Minister Maliki says he's prepared for dialogue but will not tolerate endless demonstrations. And in a new twist, the Shia cleric Moqtada al-Sada has joined the Sunnis. He says Iraq should have its own Arab Spring moment. Kate Williams has this report. Okay, you can stop. Ramad That's enough. I saw this, actually, because I, I, uh, I didn't want to say it, but I've been watching Sky News over here because it's the only news that is actually watchable. Yeah, it's very watchable. Yeah. Although uh, uh, Van Cat, if you can get the English version, is very good, too. Uh, Van Cat isn't on here for some reason. I've got all kinds of other stuff. I've got... Uh, yeah, I've got Sky, BBC. BBC International is kind of cool because Holly Garani is on there. Yeah, I can't. I can't have not yet to find that. On I like. Dish. She's she's still sexy. I, I don't know why they don't use her in the states. Holly Gal Holly Galani Garani. What's and, her name? 
Holly Garani? I don't, yeah. I don't see her. You know what I mean, though. So there, sexy. There, there is a there, – and there's also kind of breaking news that they play in, in Europe that they – and I swear I would – you'd think I'd know about this, but in fact, this is a, a, a surprise to me. It was only because I had this dish in Berlin, but they won a Grammy as the clip. <laughs> Ready? Yeah, Grammy award-winning punk rock band Green Day have announced that they're getting back on the road following last year's cancelled tour. Frontman Billy Joe Armstrong sought treatment for substance abuse after an outburst on stage in Las Vegas. The band have notched up five Grammys and sold over 65 million records worldwide. There's yeah. your boys. Notched up. That's notched up. Yeah, <laughs> notched up, fudged up. Your boy notched it up. Yeah, it's funny because I had that story. I was I was going to ask you if you knew that your boy had uh, come out of rehab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do love those. You do love those Green Day now, here boys. Now, here's you? the one that. Now, this was my my favorite clip. This one, I, if it wasn't for the good clip of the day, this I think this is a propagating the BS. You know that there's a TV show called Bones. Yeah, I never and watched. It's about it. Uh, Asperger's uh, genius that that is good at doing uh, deconstructing. He's an a hole. He's an a hole. Who? The bones. Isn't the bones an a hole? Or I think of something else. I'm thinking of a different no, I show. Of. No, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, no, this is really a good story. It's very yeah. well constructed. But to, to to bring to do the you know the old oh let's let's see if we can take a picture, take a look outside the lens, see if you can. If you can boost the image oh, so they can be enhance, it. enhance, enhance. Or my favorite Rotates. one that we had a couple of years ago, where they we got a, an image of a guy in a window off of a shiny bolt from a type or something. Enhance, zoom in, rotate. Yeah. See if you get something out. Yeah, anyway, there's all that crap. This one here was like the eye roller. I have not heard anything this bad, uh, probably for two or three years. Why that we should, Brennan? Oh. I was able to restore part of the text from the paper scraps that you sent me. <laughs> one contains a fraction, one third, and the letters A R G A R. It comes from the word margarine, and the one third is a one third of a cup. The papers were from a cookbook. Eight different pages. Well, is there any way to tell which cookbook? Yeah, I ran the typeface through the Library of Congress database, and I got the name and the date of publication and a lot of tips on how to cook for prisoners. <laughs> it's the Gordon Institutional Recipe Index, 1993 edition. <laughs> I ran, I, I ran, I ran the typeface. <laughs> it's zing, it's zingbats, it's diff whips. <laughs> I ran the typeface to the Library of Congress database. This this database, by the way, does not exist, obviously, because there is no such. Do you think she ran the typeface and she got the the date of publication? Give me a break! What, what kind of idiots do they think the public is are? Say it again. Say it, do the line. What kind of idiots do they think the public are? No, not that one. I mean, what she did. She ran the typeface through the Library of Congress database. Perfect. Nailed it. What a crock. <laughs> Butter. It was margarine. I knew that word was margarine. I ran it through the typeface database. Perfect. Uh, Red Book? Yeah, I got it. Prediction? What? Burma. Burma? Burma. Okay. Yep. Uh, time to uh, start some droning. No fly zone. Get ready to move in. Of course, we know there's a pipeline. I don't, I, everyone could take a drink, but the prediction is what you, <laughs> what you see in Syria, Burma next. 
high in the air above Kachin State, not far from the Chinese border, a helicopter gunship fires on the ground below. Filmed from rebel trenches by an aid agency, these pictures clearly show jet planes being used against fighters from the Kachin independence. Now, now please, uh, filmed uh, by rebel fighters by an aid agency, please. Army. It's part of a marked escalation in an 18-month-long conflict that's displaced more than 75,000 people. As the jet approached, it just sounds like it's screaming, it's so loud. And, and there's, here's an American photographer who happens to be there. Everyone ran into the bunker and, and, and ducked, and um, as it turned, we could see that it wasn't going to fire in our position, but it started firing a machine gun at a different KIA position just a couple hundred meters away. So just put it in the red book. That's why Clippity Clop was there. It. Yeah, you know, Hillary was there. You know, but Barack was there. We're hugging the, the, the hot chicky, whatever. You know, it's time. Whatever it is, it's time to do some crap in Burma. Yeah, this yeah, is the so time. delicious woman you're talking about. Yeah, that would be the one. You know, the one with the, with the big uh, uh, sunglasses. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. Exactly. And she was referring to that woman from yeah, Burma. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I got nothing else. <laughs> really? Nothing else? I have an end show clip. What might it be? Um, it is uh, about two and a half minutes of uh, explanation on the floor of the house about FISA. Since no one else is talking about it, since, you know, basically, it, it essentially it just tells you that uh, you're going to be eavesdropped on. Oh, yeah. You I have mean, to play it. I mean, I think it would just be one of those, you know, like, one of those things that mainstream... Another uplifting thing to begin <laughs> the new year. Exactly. <laughs> mainstream media can't play any of this stuff. You know, it's from C-SPAN, so we might as well just roll it out. Uh, who was telling me, by the way... And by the way, you know, the C-SPAN stuff is all public domain. Yeah. And not all of it. So they have some exclusive stuff that's rare. Yeah. Uh, but most of that's covered by fair use. But the, the, the network should run this stuff without even any issue. No, 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 no. Instead, we have uh, German chicks in lederhosen over here hawking a phone number for you to call them so you can jerk off. Essentially. Yeah. I, that, by the way, would be a good start if we had at least that in America. <laughs> Day 28 in exile. Miss Mickey coming down with the flu. And I am going stir-crazy. But hey, I'm living that American dream, everybody. Just getting by. Let's reform immigration, shall we? Here in the lowlands of Gitmo Nation. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the sun is now shining, I'm John C. Dvorak. And it's gray here once again. What a surprise. We'll be back on Sunday right here on No Agenda. In the morning... discussion and the amendments that will be offered. It is never okay, never okay for government officials to use a general warrant to deliberately invade the privacy of a law-abiding American. It was not okay for constables and customs officials to do it in colonial days, and it is not okay for the National Security Agency to do it today. 
So if the government is going to use general warrants to collect people's phone calls and emails, it is extremely important to ensure that this authority is only used against foreigners overseas and not against law-abiding Americans. Now, despite what the presiding officer and the Senate may have heard, this law doesn't actually prohibit the government from collecting Americans' phone calls and emails without a warrant. The FISA Amendments Act states, and I want to quote here because there's been a lot of inaccuracies and misrepresentations on that, on this. The FISA Amendments Act states that acquisitions made under Section 702 may not, quote, intentionally target a specific American and may not, quote, intentionally acquire communications that are known at the time of acquisition to be wholly domestic. But, Mr. President, the problem with that is it still leaves a lot of room for circumstances under which Americans' phone calls and emails, including purely domestic phone calls and emails, could be swept up and reviewed without a warrant. This can happen if the government didn't know that someone is American or if the government made a technical error or if the American was talking to a foreigner, even if that conversation was entirely legitimate. And I'm not talking, Mr. President, about some hypothetical situation. The FISA court, in response to a concern, and I and others have had, the FISA court has already ruled at least once that collection carried out by the government under the FISA Amendments Act violated the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution. Senate rules regarding classified information prevent me from discussing the details of that ruling or how many Americans were affected over what period of time. But this fact alone, Mr. President, clearly demonstrates that the impact of this law on Americans' privacy has been real and it is not hypothetical. You may return to your business, citizen. Adios, mofo. Eat me, Hillary Clinton. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A.